What's up, everyone? Happy Friday and welcome to the Hockey for All Center and a special live on location edition of Winnipeg Sports Talk at Winnipeg Jets training camp. Andrew Patterson, Michael Remus with you. It's going to be a fun afternoon. Um, Kenny's going to join us. Weeb's World now. Got to get used to this. Now with the Winnipeg Free Press. Ken Weeb coming up first up today um, as the uh, second group. I'm getting the Solani and the Newman and groups mixed up, but uh, the group that was out in the morning yesterday featuring Mike Sheif- Mark Shifley, Kyle Connor, and the like out on the ice right now. We got to see, and uh, Ken sat down with Alex Ifalo. I'm interested to hear about that conversation and more from the morning skate coming up with Ken. Our good friend Sarah Orleski is going to pop by as well. We'll get her thoughts on the upcoming season, training camp as well. We'll find out more about tomorrow's big fan fest here in Winnipeg from uh, one of the uh, folks from the uh, the Jets front office. And we will talk a little NFL and get ready for NFL Sunday. Hit last night's big Thursday nighter as well. Big win by the 49ers with Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. Uh, our boy Connor pop in with us. Uh, chop it up. He's actually going to a big NFL game this weekend. And uh, then we will, I believe, Michael Remus get to the marbles, even though we're live on location, fingers crossed on all of that. Just before we bring in Reem and get the show going, a big thanks to all of our great sponsors that make this show happen every day, including cool bet Canada, princess auto consolidated supply, Boston pizza, little Brown jug, breezy Ben, Nick and Nikki DQ, F apparel, Wallace and Wallace, Vita health, fresh market, Canadian club, Manitoba battery, Aquatech, and of course, our friends over at Modern Man Barbershops. Uh, Michael Remus, what's going on? The backdrop looks amazing. Our setup is elite. You and uh, you and Connor did a bang-up job getting this ready to go, and uh, man, it feels like the season's upon us. This is going to be a real fun weekend, both today and, of course, tomorrow for FanFest. Yeah, this is awesome uh, being here at FanFest Hockey for All Center. We are in an empty hockey arena, and it's uh, hockey arena temperatures in here. I don't since I had lunch, like I'm freezing. I'm uh, gonna need another hoodie here. I only brought one, um, but yeah, this is awesome being here. Uh, Jets training camp underway. They're setting up for Fan Fest tomorrow. Everyone's here. The season's underway, so it feels great. Great to see uh, everyone in chat. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to everyone uh, that's joining us today in uh, on the YouTube channel. If you're just finding us or maybe looking for more Jets content and have just stumbled upon Winnipeg Sports Talk, great to have you with us. Good news. We're here five days a week, live, 1 p.m. Central. And, of course, you can find Winnipeg Sports Talk wherever you get your favorite podcast. So we're very close to 10,000 subs on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And as a bonus... Especially for you newcomers, subscribe to the channel and stick around with us after 2.45. 
The uh, annual end to the week on WST, our marble race. We'll be giving away our version of the Masters Green Jacket, a WST hoodie to our winner. It's completely free, but you do have to be subscribed to the channel to uh, to win. So hit that button and make sure you're with us a little later on this afternoon. We have a little fun to kick off the week. Um, Remo, they swapped the groups today. Um, and unfortunately, we got to see, you know, yesterday we're here in the morning and we saw that, you know, the line of Shifley, Connor, and Gabriel Velarde. Um, today in the morning slate, we got a chance to see the other group. Unfortunately, no Nikolai Ehlers, who left the ice early yesterday due to, uh, it was described as neck spasms. They said that he wouldn't practice today. I am cautiously optimistic that this isn't a big deal, just somewhat precautionary early on. But we did miss Nick today. But, man, it was great to see some of the new players, including Alex Iafalo. Just looking at Rasmus Kapari, who was out with the secondary group, getting a little chance, you know, getting a chance to see more of the new players of the Winnipeg Jets kind of mix it up with their new teammates. And got to tell you, and again, it's a training camp practice. First time I'd seen Alex Iafalo in a Jet jersey, though, in person. He looks like a guy that's going to be uh, an impactful player in both ends this year. And I know hopes are high that he and the new Kings can really add some new depth to this Winnipeg Jet lineup that can help Rick Bonus roll, roll four lines and uh, be a more effective team for a full 60 minutes night in and night out. Yeah, Nikolai Ehlers, um, what they said, he would tweak something yesterday or two days ago when he was working out, you know, skated for 17 minutes and then left. Um I mean, you hope that it's nothing serious. We can cross our fingers. I mean, how horrible would that be after the season he had last year? You know, trying to get healthy 17 minutes in. So um, it's a little ominous. I mean, it's I, I, I think, and I listen. I'm seeing some of the, I'm seeing some of the comments in chat, and I mean, listen, I, I can't say that I'm surprised. Um, Nikolai Ehlers, this team needs him. And it needs him to be healthy. And I'll say the same thing about Cole Perfetti. And, you know, it's funny, Remo, we're looking at, you know, the way that this team projects to be yeah. if it's healthy in the opening lineup. Um, and I would imagine Ehlers will be there alongside Cole Perfetti on that second line. If those guys are in the lineup, um, you know, you've got the makings of a pretty dynamic, productive offensive line. Um but if those guys aren't there, uh, the one thing I'll say with the new players that have come in, and I think all the guys battling for that final spot on the roster, I think the depth of the Jets is probably more suited to handle the loss of a player like that. But uh, you can't underestimate how important those two dudes are going to be here and how badly the Winnipeg Jets are going to need them to stay healthy. So uh, not a great start to training camp for Nikolai Ehlers, but I would say better now and better for something that sounds relatively minor as opposed to some of the major injuries that have kept both he and Cole Perfetti out over yeah. the past couple seasons. I mean, that was the comments in our chat. It was like, oh, Ehlers and Perfetti staying. Someone's like, oh, hopefully these guys can stay healthy for both of them. They had such rough years. And, um, I'm, you know, it's crazy to think 17 minutes in. But Danny Jilkin lined up and hit as a placeholder with Niederreiter and Perfetti. So it's not like they're looking for, uh, you know, they're not swapping anything around uh, too too much there. Yeah, IFL, Lowry, Appleton trying to recapture that with the Tana, the Tana of Lowry cop line. And, and I agree with, you know, what Murat said with you earlier this week about Adam Lowry. Like, he has played with some rough, you know, line mates in terms of quality. And I'm sorry, but, you know, Christian Veselainen for, what, 50 games? Lowry carried him zero. around that, yeah. like, a grand piano on his back. Yeah, like, that one was, right. <laughs> and I mean, Sacramento is a nice player, but you're not getting 
offensive output uh, from him. And, you know, I've, Ron mentioned a couple others. So, you know, we hope with a player like Alex Iafalo, he can have, give a boost to that line in the offensive zone. Uh, you know, they can continue to be shut down line defensively. And, yeah, then yeah, this was in the morning group. Tolernado, Harkins, uh, AJF. We get to see the beautiful flowing hair of Axel and then Malat, Lambert, Chibrikov. And I want to talk about Chibrikov. Uh, coming out of the young stars. Well, you know what? I, that's actually where I wanted to go. And I mean, I know we were setting up here. We were talking to folks. I mean, I wasn't glued into every minute of the morning skate. But Nikita Chibrikov was very, very noticeable today. Um, he showed off some world-class moves and world-class skill on a couple plays. But what stood out to me about Chibrikov was, you know, obviously the high-end talent. Not a huge guy, but man, he's thick. And Remo, he was mixing it up with the likes of Tyrell Bauer, who is a big, big dude on the blue line. Um, and listen, I, I think we expect this young man to play with the Manitoba Moose, but the more we get a chance to see Nikita Chibrikov, I think the more people are going to be excited to see what he can do at the AHL level and potentially be a guy that will be right in the mix if injuries do call and players move up from the farm in his rookie season here in North America. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of the pro- the prospects we've been talking about a, a lot. Salmonson, a second-round pick last year, and Chibrikov, a second-round pick, 50th overall in 2021. He signed at the end of last season. Um, you know what? We talked with Jamie Thomas earlier this week. Check out the Young Stars uh, recap video on the channel. Said he's trying to learn English. You know, he's got impressive shot size. Um, listed at, I'm oh, sorry, not size. Listed, listed at uh, five foot nine here on hockey on hockey TV. But well, it says five nine okay. one sixty. I, I I will yeah. assure you. I, I yeah, that's not what we heard, right? No, and 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 he is uh, he's thick and he's really strong on his skates. Um, like five nine one sixty is probably in and around the Cole Perfetti. I'm sure Cole Perfetti's listed at much more than oh. that. He's a lot more. It just seems he's a lot more solid. Um. He's dense, if that makes sense, um, and not like in his head, but like in his body, <laughs> his body mass. You know, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned Cole Perfetti in size. We didn't really touch on this yesterday, but Mark Shifley in his comments sounded really, really impressed with Cole Perfetti. He said he got a new trainer this offseason, put on some extra muscle, and you know that's a guy that he wants to stay healthy and do everything he can to take the punishment because he had some rough hits last year. And it seems like I don't know if other teams are targeting him, but. It would just be some dirty stuff. Uh, they had an eye, eye for him. So you wonder how he does in his you know, second full season, you know, in a center role. So, uh, but, you know, the deep pairing today, we talked about Salmonson getting top pair with Morrissey yesterday. It was Hainala getting top pair with Nate Schmidt, Declan Chisholm, and Dylan DeMello, who both spoke today. Uh, Brendan Dillon with Tyrell Bauer. Those are two two big guys uh, together. That that was the pairing that really, I mean, and I don't know whether it's just because for the last six months, every day we do the show when we're talking Jets, T. Konopoli rolls in with some love for Terrell Bauer, but he's hard to miss. And that pairing with he and Brendan Dillon was a serious Quinn Towers back on the blue line. He's a right shot defense. Um, we have never really talked about him legitimately being in the mix with the likes of Logan Stanley and Chisholm and whatnot. Um, and I don't really think that is the case, but um, there's a lot of things that Tyrell Bauer brings to the table that um, you want on your blue line, especially when things get going in and around playoff time right now. So, um, you know, the hope is that he can continue to develop and 
turn into an option for the Winnipeg Jets uh, at, you know, at some point. I will say this. He didn't look at, out of place at all um, with Brendan Dillon. Dillon seemed to have some confidence with him, uh, moved the puck quite well, and certainly was a huge obstacle for the likes of the Chiprikovs and whatnot to try and get to the net. Yeah, Dylan listed at 6'4", Tyrell Bauer 6'3", spent last season with the Moose, 47 games. Before that, had a full five seasons with the Seattle Thunderbirds, six-round pick in, in 2020. So we've been hearing a lot about Tyrell Bauer, if you're one of those that thinks uh, the Jets should get some size. And you know the chat's always... Uh, oh, T. Quinnipaul is fully aroused in oh. the chat right now oh. that we've mentioned Bauer right off the bat, and he's getting a lot of love from everybody else in chat right now. Um, uh, but as I say, you know what? You don't want to get ahead of yourselves with uh, with these young players. Um, but a player, a guy like Bauer, is only going to have so many opportunities in front of the coaches to play with a guy like Brendan Dillon. And I got to give Rick Bonus some credit. And I know that this won't be the case. As they, you know, as they cut down players and they move to one group, um, but you know, sessions like this this morning for a player like Bauer to see how he might fit with a player like Brendan Dillon could absolutely be impactful. Um, you know, when injuries do happen and there is the possibility of a call up or two, despite how well stacked the uh, the the line the, the blue line looks as far as the depth chart ahead of players like a Tyrell Bauer. So. Uh, Really liked Chiprikov this morning. Thought Nino Niederreiter looked really good. And very excited to see more of Alex Iafalo Remo as uh, we end up, um, you know, getting into. I can't believe that the preseason gets going coming up on uh, the weekend on Sunday. And by the way, uh, I got to give a shout out to Paul. Uh, I believe to Doug. Uh, had a number of people come up and just say hi and introduce themselves and uh, say that they enjoy watching the show every day. Uh, but I did have um, somebody that asked me to find out about the game on Sunday and whether fans will be able to watch it, whether it'll be on television, and report back to Jets fans on the show today. I'm here to do exactly that. I talked to Jamie Thomas. This game will not be on TSN. Dan Robertson and Kevin Sawyer won't be making the trip. However, it will be streamed on the Jets website. So Sunday, when the game draws, I don't even know what time the game is at. We'll have to find that out. It's at um, 5 Central. 5 p.m.? Okay. Right, so in the, right in a great time during the afternoon NFL games. So you can get many TVs going. Don't get me going on the NFL this weekend because, again, nine early games, three late games. Just getting ready for Jets preseason. Yeah, well, exactly. You know what? The Maybe they were taking care of us. and We'll follow all the early games and then go from there. But anyways, Jet fans. If you want to watch the game on the weekend, 5 p.m., winnipegjets.com. The broadcast will be there, and I imagine potentially the YouTube channel as well. So it will be available to fans if they do want to uh, want to check it out. And then right back at it, Monday, first home preseason game, also against the Oilers, uh, and then another home game on Friday against the Calgary Flames. And I think... Well, I'm pretty sure that might be a game where they're doing a bunch of promos, season ticket holder appreciation and whatnot. Um, but anyways, really looking forward to getting back to the, getting out to the rink. And that'll be the first time that I think the majority of fans remus get a chance to see a bunch of the uh, new work done at the, uh, at the rink. Um, but of course, tomorrow, the party is here. Winnipeg Jets Fan Fest. And uh, obviously our cameras are here on our backdrop. We're in the Flynn Arena. 
two of the arenas are set up with um, uh, where they'll be welcoming fans. There's a Nissan display here. Uh, I would imagine these are potentially like autograph tents or something like that. They've got a moose table, a fun zone. I don't know what this is going to be, some sort of a bouncer or a slap shot uh, event. Uh, although it looks like uh, it's like a massive... Uh, I was just going to call it beer pong. I'm not sure. That's what why, that's why I was talking to Corey. He said it was like family uh, family beer pong. That's what he described. It's like two garbage cans instead of uh, your regular solo cup, and you throw the balls, and I think it's usually a hockey rink. They got street hockey outside. I think saw some food trucks there. Big bouncy slide. I came last year with my son. We had to, like, drag him away from here, kicking and screaming. <laughs> Loved the giant. Even I had to go down. Go down with him. I think this year he could go by himself, but uh, he might make an appearance uh, tomorrow. Checking out a great setup here at the arena. And, you know, you mentioned uh, the Jets on streaming. I was ready to subscribe to Oilers Plus for the Game Hustler. Uh, thankfully, I don't have to do that now. But we should give a shout out in terms of Jets on CGOB. They announced they have Mitch Clinton going with uh, Paul Edmonds this year on the broadcast team. So big shout out to Mitch. Uh, so, They'll have all the games as well on CJOB. Yeah, exactly. Now, as far as Fan Fest goes, we will be here tomorrow, so make sure to come by. Um, I'm sure we'll have some folks asking about our Winnipeg Sports Talk four-game pack. If you haven't checked that out already, folks, go to the link in the description of this video. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast, just go to winnipegsportstalk.com. There's a link right at the top. Um, we put together a four-game package in my favorite section, 316, although we've had such great response. We're now across the island to 317, uh, but four games. Dubois' return on October 17th with the Kings, McDavid and the Oilers on uh, November 30, Jan 27 against the Toronto Maple Leafs, a Saturday night game, and then a Thursday in April against the Calgary Flames on what could be a huge game coming down the stretch. 375 bucks, taxes in for all four seats. You'll get a free beer, drink, soda, or pop with uh, at, at each game through the Winnipeg Jets app as part of the package. And the coolest thing about it uh, is that we're going to get the whole Winnipeg Sports Talk gang together before these games. We're going to have early access to the arena. There's a phenomenal bar right outside our section uh, where everyone will get together. We'll be doing some raffles, a few things, and uh, obviously getting together to uh, meet some other WSTers in person, much like we've done with some of the other really fun events that continue to grow right now. So uh, if you're thinking about a smaller package, join us, the WST gang, myself, Remus, and the crew. Looking forward to that. Again, link in the description or winnipegsportstalk.com. All right, Weber's coming up in just a minute. Going to join us live here before we do that. Big shout out to our friends at Modern Man Barbershops, now with eight locations in Winnipeg, including the newest two locations on Pemina Highway and on Plessy Road. Modern Man Barbershops offer a variety of grooming services, including haircuts, beard shaping, shaves, color services, and more. You can make an appointment and book your look online at modernmanbarber.com. Um, well, it, it's feeling a little bit more like fall. Uh, as opposed to the great pool weather we uh, literally had through the most of uh, most of September. Um, if you're thinking about taking the plunge, you know that Aquatech are the leaders in in-ground and above-ground pools with great financing options. What you might not know is home renovations start at Aquatech with thousands of renovations as their foundation. They can upgrade any space in your home. So if you're thinking about enhancing your kitchen, your bathroom, or even adding a man cave to your home, Visit aqua-tech.ca to learn about their whole home renovations, including 
financing options. Um, big shout out to our friends down at Manitoba Battery. They've been powering Manitobans through the summer, um, you know, making sure that those weekends are maxed out with fun, whether it's boats or sea dews or ATVs, campers, and more. Winter is just around the corner, and uh, it's going to be back to the grind with car batteries and truck batteries getting ready for winter. Be proactive. Get ahead of it. You can get your battery tested down at Manitoba Battery, or you can give them a call for the best prices in town and free delivery anywhere inside the perimeter of Winnipeg for any purchase over 60 bucks. Visit them at manitobabattery.com. Give them a call or pop by and see Donnie and his great staff down at 1026 Logan Avenue. And uh, hey, the weekend just about here. Cheers to our friends at Canadian Club, Canada's favorite Canadian whiskey, official spirit of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and Winnipeg Sports Talk. Pop by your local Manitoba Liquor Marts for the full family of Canadian Club products. And of course, you can get the great taste of CC and Ginger pre-mixed cocktails in cans available at your local beer store as well. All right. Jets training camp continues. And the newest free agent acquisition <laughs> of the Winnipeg Free Press, Ken Weeb, joins us now live at the Iceplex. What's going on? Good to see you, buddy. Yes, us. Uh, good to be sitting down side by each. Been a while. It's been a while since we've had a in-person, in-person uh Sit down. It's yeah. Nice. It's well, nice touch. It, it, nice know, touch. It, it is. I mean, uh, we we know we spend enough time talking to each other, but um, and certainly all through the summer, maybe meeting up for some golf. But um, this is always a fun week. I mean, you get to see everyone here. I mean, obviously, all our friends and associates in the media are here. Um, seeing guys like Dan's back, and there's Edmonds and John Lou. Um, and you got the excitement of, uh, you know, of a new season uh, of yeah. one. Um, before we get into what we've seen on the ice, we knew that probably the biggest story sure. at the beginning of training camp was what we were going to hear from Connor Hellebuck and what we were going to hear from Mark Shifley. You were there yesterday. I mean, uh, what were your reactions to, uh, um, the two biggest stories around the off season and those two players and how they, uh, handled their, uh, first visit with some of the biggest scrums I've ever seen in Winnipeg Jets <laughs> 2.0 history, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, Huss, it was uh, it was very it was playoff like in terms of the atmosphere, in terms of what was going on. Yeah, sorry about that. Technical difficulties, a eh? part of the brand. It's just a chord. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting. I, I would say that uh, probably a little bit of an element of coaching may have been involved, but I, I think that the players spoke maybe as freely as they could given the circumstances, right? I mean, uh, I would say let, let's start. You know. Helly is, is is maybe a little bit of a bigger news because there have been more rumors circulating around or speculation about his future. But let's start with Shifley. I, I think that the reason why I want to start there is because it was awfully different tone to what Steven Stamkos had the day previous. Those two players in the exact same scenario when it comes to their contracts, both lifers with their organizations. And I would say Steven Stamkos without using his name in particular, he put Julian Breesbaugh on blast publicly. Whereas Mark Shifley, even though he let out the little morsel that there haven't really been any real, there have been meetings, but there haven't really been any extension talks. He handled that much. I mean, Stephen Sampos was calm, but the disappointment was quite clear. Whereas Mark, I found was very level-headed and he knows what needs to be done. 
he certainly understands the situation for himself and for the organization. And he knows it's a bit of a show-me year in some regards, not just for the Jets, but for the league in general. But I think he's ready. I had a chance to talk with him before the scrum briefly. Uh, he had a big golf trip for his 30th. We talked a little bit before he went to the podium. He seemed to be in good spirits. Now, that's very similar to last year when he was in great spirits. And I think he was in great spirits for the majority of the year until maybe February, March, April. And then obviously tough ending with the injury. But I think Mark definitely left, made it clear he has A, not asked for a trade, and B, he's open to staying, which I understand people can be as skeptical as they want to be. But the facts are he hasn't asked out, and he's not the... If there is a trade, it's not because he's the one saying, I got to get out of here. So... To me, that was my takeaway. Uh, he's ready to go. He's go right now, we know he's excited to be playing with Gabe Velarde and back with Kyle Connor. Uh, and I think Mark is in good spirits. He's not going to let this become a distraction for him. Uh, I mean, it is a new situation for him, for sure. But I don't see this being an issue for him. Mark's not going to be sweating over, oh, man, well, if I'm in Toronto, someone's going to ask me this question here or there. He legitimately said, this is beyond my purview, basically. Now, it's easy to say it's, you know, Mark's saying it's out of his hands. Some people are bent out of shape over that. But what Mark meant was, until I'm presented with an offer about what it's going to be like for me to potentially stay, what do you want me to do? Yeah. You know what? Uh, you want me to slide the envelope across the table, Huss, with you know, this is my number? I mean, it's been coming on the... Want to go play his ass off, win exactly. some hockey games, play well, and see what he can do to boost his stock potentially in the eyes of this organization or others around the National Hockey Absolutely. League. Absolutely. You know, and, and I I can't say that I expected any different. I thought he did quite well. I mean, as far as, you know, putting, you know, the best foot forward, saying, you know, these, at the end of the day, he really can only control what he can control. And everything else is secondary if he, you know, d doesn't perform and doesn't produce. Yeah. I mean, he's that important to this hockey club. So that's Shifley. And then there was Hellebuck. And listen, yeah. that was an all-time Hellebuck presser yesterday. <laughs> like, we always talk about his supernatural level of confidence. I said to yesterday, if there's one thing to take away from yesterday, folks, believe in yourself as much as Connor Hellebuck believes in himself. No shortage of confidence yesterday from Helly, and very, very clear about what his goal is, and that is to win in the National Hockey League. Um, and at the same time, similarly, similarly to Mark, um, did not rule anything out. What was your takeaway? Yeah, team first. And the last thing, too, with Mark, I want to say like, there's this perception about, you know, potential selfish behavior. Mar Mark made sure to point out, I'm not the only one in this situation. And he wasn't pointing it out to say, look at me. He pointed it out to say, hey, man, the Vesna candidate is in this situation. So is the top pair defenseman. So is the perennial 20-goal guy. And so is the backup goalie. So he doesn't... He doesn't want it to be, you know, this firestorm around him. He knows what he has to do to play well. And he has put in the work to play well. So now it's incumbent upon him to just do what Mark Shifley does, which is perform at a high level. So if he can do that over the course of the year, that's going to benefit himself and it's going to benefit his bargaining power, quite frankly. In terms of Hellebuck, yeah, all-timer for, for Hellebuck. But the one thing that, you know, the one thing that I, I'm not going to say I took issue with, Huss, but you can't say 
there's all these rumors and I don't want to pour gasoline on the rumors, but then pass on the opportunity to clear it up. Connor, this is why we're here. There, there don't need to be any rumors. We're not speculating. We're asking you flat out what you want or what it's going to take. Now, I'm not expecting him to tell me it's going to take $10 million, Ken. You know, thanks for asking. Or it's going to take seven or eight years. But when I ask you how important is term to you, you don't, you can't really say, I don't want to get into it. I'm going to do what's best for me and my family. Well, then people naturally are going to think it has to be five years or more, right? I mean, and if you don't, and that's okay. But if you don't want people to speculate on a short-term deal versus long, say what's important to you, right? I mean, this was his opportunity. Now, and I totally get it. If Connor, he also, what he didn't say is that it's kind of none of your business. So, and that's okay for him to say, but it is our job to try and find out if he doesn't want to share. That's okay. But it was also funny in saying, well, you know, I'm sure my agent would like to talk to you. Lots of us have talked to Ray Petkow. He, he's not talking on the record about the negotiations because he never does. And that's okay too. But um, that, that was the only thing for me. I mean, it, it's, I have no issue with him saying it, but it was, it, this was the opportunity to kind of, you know, quiet some of those rumors or speculation. Now, again, he had some, I love the fact that he had some fun with it. You guys are going to write your fun stories. You're going to say this. I think you should focus on that. Like it's, it's classic. Like you tell me how to, how I should be playing goal. I'll be more than happy to tell you, you know, don't write about this. You should write about this. Like I love it. I mean, that that's the personality that Connor Hellbuck has always had. It was playful. It was fun. And ultimately, this is what he said, and this is what we knew he would say. This is about what he's been saying this since he won the Vesna. The only thing that matters to me is winning the Stanley Cup. The only difference is he said, well, I'm here. I believe we can win the Stanley Cup, so I'm going to win the Stanley Cup. Like, <laughs> again, this is, this is vintage Hellebuck willing it to happen. And I'm glad he used that tenor and wasn't trying to, like, you know, be someone he's not he was flat out himself he doesn't care to talk about it after this and he doesn't care if you ask him because he doesn't he's not going to talk about it after today until something happens and i totally understand that and the other part is true we've been saying this for months all of this can change with one phone call huss we know this so he's not going to say yeah i'm on the record saying this and then the next day the phone call comes <laughs> the offer's higher and i signed right i mean what we know is that it's going to be a story. It's, but it only becomes a story if the Jets are struggling because then there will be a push to maximize the asset in terms of trade. Now, we understand that the asset managers don't want to walk down the road that Kevin Sheveldayoff walked the other day. He didn't dismiss the direct question about whether that means potentially keeping both players beyond the deadline. The Jets don't see the deadline as March 8th. They see the deadline as July 1st, and I've said this before. I, I'm okay with it. The Jets, this is Mark Shifley's 13th season with the organization. You can't look at the scenario and say you have not extracted enough value from that seventh overall pick. And I know the argument is, the flip side is, yeah. well, no, you're only maximizing it by moving it and getting something else to keep the asset alive in a sense. I understand that viewpoint, but if you're trying to to win and the Jets are clearly on record as trying to win, 
they're not trying to make the playoffs as their end goal. They're trying to win. They're going to have a lot more information at the end of February than they do right now. For sure, Huss. But the point is, if they get to that point, it's in some ways similar to the Leafs. If Nylander stays beyond March 8th and signs somewhere else, but the Leafs put up a banner, no one's going to be saying, Brad Tree Living, you're nuts for not moving him, right? But if, if you don't win, now you set yourself up for the asset management side of things. And I'm not saying you don't have to manage your assets. What I am saying and have been saying for months to the people who say your only option is to move that player is that if I had told you in June of 2011 that Mark Shifley would give the organization 11 full seasons, six of which were as a point-per-game player or better, and one of which was a 42-goal season, you would have been thrilled as A, a general manager, or B, a fan of the organization. No one one disputes that. I I think what people... And listen, you have to look at this in the frame of... Winnipeg and the Winnipeg Jets. This isn't the Toronto Maple Leafs. No, no, no. But who's so, replacing Mark? Like, it, it, who's replacing the number one center if you don't have Mark? Right. It, that's that's a that's a question for the now and for later. So I get it. That's that's part of the well, equation. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll turn that back to you and go. If sure. He walks away for nothing. Who's replacing him? Well, you have six million dollars to replace him. I guess <laughs> that would be my argument on the counter. Well, so and, well, all and, I'm and saying is a little that, different. The Leafs with that with that sort of a hole, absolutely. that sort of money. Very different story no, than no. Winnipeg, and I think that is why there's a sect of people. And listen, I, I would include myself in that group that that thinks it would be like I'm not going to come out and say it would be malpractice to do that. I mean, listen, if you're in a contending position, good teams don't trade their best players when they think they have a chance to win. But to me, Ken, this comes back to why I think that this first 25, 30 games and the range of possibilities that we could see from this club are so interesting in that if this team is really good, then what we're talking about, I think is far more of a possibility. If they're not, then you're figuring things out and you're making a decision one way or the other. You're getting these guys signed or you're moving them and and you're, you're moving forward quicker with those decisions as opposed to kicking it down the hall and, and waiting for it. Absolutely right. And again, I'll use another exa- couple examples. John Tavares, the year that the Islanders kept him through the deadline, they were trying to win the Stanley Cup. The The franchise didn't fold when John left, right? I mean, they actually were still competitive after that. So I'm just saying that, and even too, I'll use Boston as an example. They knew that Krejci and Bergeron were probably gone at the end of last year. And I know it's apples and oranges, but they were trying to win because those two guys helped give them the best chance because they were on lower contracts. Mark is in a position where he's making $6 million. You can't replace a number one center for $6 million. So anything the Jets could potentially get up to March 8th, it's hard to envision that player being able to walk into the top line center job, which is why you have to consider keeping him beyond that time. Does that create a potential problem for replacing him? Of course it does. Us. 13 seasons, the Jets have not signed a number one center as a free agent. They've brought in a 1B in Pierre-Luc Dubois, who cost them a second overall pick, right? So it's hard to find a number one center. Can Cole Perfetti grow into that? Absolutely he can. Can he do it by next season? 
that's a great question that we don't have the answer to right now. Okay, well, let's focus in on Shay for a minute just before we move on to some of the new players. And I guess this goes back to what Rick Bonus had to say. You bet. Because you're exactly right. He did sound like I remember how energized and little like he seemed to be at the beginning of last season, which was starkly in contrast to when we had heard him at the end of the previous season before. Right. And everything went so well for him personally and for the team. Um, it's not the first time we've seen this team nosedive in the second half of the year. And obviously, I mean, Mark in particular was sort of maybe the, uh, the flashpoint of this last year because of the benching, how he handled it, uh, what Rick Bonus had to say on a number of occasions to the point where he wasn't even, never mind, number one center, he wasn't even a center at the end of the season. Where do you think things went wrong like last year? And, and I mean, Rick Bonus, he's not shying away from it. He mentioned that. He's talked about it. He knows that's happened. How do they avoid doing that again? Whether we want to focus on 55 or the team overall, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, those two things go hand in hand. Mark's that important to the Jets. Yeah, Mark's been the flashpoint person, but he was far from the only person who had a nose, you know, dipped down the stretch. I, I wouldn't use Absolutely. nosedive, but there's he had a lot of company in that regard and still was able to be productive. And I, I, honestly, his defense of lapses, I think, were fewer than previous years. There were still some there, and they become glaring because the spotlight's on them. But the team didn't defend well. It wasn't – I'm not out here pointing my finger at Mark saying the Jets well, tanked he moved out of center. I mean, obviously no, no. it was an issue to the coach. For sure, but part of that was because both Shifley and Dubois wanted to play with Connor, and the easiest way to do that was to put the three together. I don't think this is as simple as saying Mark's ignoring his down-low responsibilities, get on the wall for a while. I think it was meant to try to jumpstart all three of those guys, Huss, because let's be honest, Dubois was a point-of-game player through 50 games, then his production dipped. Kyle Connor what went from 47 to 31 goals and dipped 10 or 12 points. So everyone was down last year. And even Shifley went from a point-of-game player to 68 in 81. So Although he had 42. 42 was an amazing accomplishment. 2019 was where this, this trend started. Sure, yep. 2021, I guess, it happened again. And then with a new head coach. Yep. It happened last year. Um, like Some, Rick, I mean, Rick, one of those years, Mark was hurt down the stretch after that uh, you know, separated shoulder from Buff was hurt as and well. And then Parker was... Kelly. I mean, 19, Morrissey and Buffin were hurt for the last 20. So, again, not glossing this over. Those are facts. The Jets have dipped at the most important time of the year almost every year since their run to the conference final. That needs to change. I think what Rick Bonus meant when he said, I learned a lot about this group down the stretch and in the playoffs, what he didn't want to elaborate on was that he knows now when he can push and when he needs to do a little more padding on the back. And again, this is not just for Mark specifically. This is for a lot of their star players. They've got a team that, you know, he's not going to change his style. He's not going to coddle the group. I would imagine what Rick meant is that he maybe won't be as direct. And I, I don't is mean that indirect in terms more, of publicly. I think privately, I think he'll be direct. I, I don't know. I mean, Rick, Adam Lowry's Rick the is captain now, person. and the Jets are paying Blake, Will, uh, Blake Wheeler $5 million to no longer be here on this club. How much does that change Rick Bonus's ability to be 
frank, honest, and direct with his yeah. club and not be, you know, kind of managing fragile egos. Yeah, I don't think that Rick, I mean, Rick didn't uh, tread lightly around the group. One of his first acts was to take the captaincy away from the alpha of the team. So no, no, I, you're I don't just think saying it's like changing. He's learned when, and I think you're I just right. mean that I think that I think there are also times where what Rick also kind of said, but didn't want to say in a negative light. He knew that he maybe he when he sensed some something was starting to unravel, he will now catch it before the yarn has gone down the hallway with the cat, if you will, Huss, right? He's not going to wait until it's gone a little bit too far. And he was very direct in terms of saying that. I don't think Rick has changed. Rick said, I'm not here to win a popularity contest. He wasn't there to win a popularity contest when he took the leadership responsibility away from Blake last year. So I don't think there's a massive change. But the fact that they're trying, you know, I think he empowered some other people last year in that move. And some people can say whatever they want. Oh, down the stretch, it didn't work out, so it wasn't the right move. I think you're going to see some of the benefits to those moves as we move along here into the season. Uh, I just don't. I don't think that there will be an unraveling or a spiraling out of control like we saw last year. I think Rick. Also, Rick's. We can't forget. I mean, we sometimes gloss this over. Rick's own health last year, I think, was a factor in how some of the things happened too. I mean, he had some long COVID symptoms, so. Again, that's neither here nor there, but I think it is a factor that is worth recognizing. Uh, I think Rick is going to be Rick. He's a frank person. Even at the times where he catches himself and maybe doesn't want to be as honest as maybe he feels like he does, should be, he still is that honest, right? So, Does the removal of Blake Wheeler in that room as the de facto leader, whether you want to put a C on his jersey or not, allow Rick Bonus more freedom to do what he wants to do? Yeah, I just don't think there's a huge difference. I don't think that. Then why Blake, did they do it? No, no, I just don't think that Blake inhibited him from the way that he like. Then he, why did they cut the Frank. check for five and a half million? Bucks? Oh no, no, that that's got nothing to do with not wanting to change the culture. That I don't think him. I, don't, I think we're talking about two different things. Rick being Rick had nothing to do with Blake being gone. Blake being gone had more to do with giving opportunities to others and allowing their voices to be heard a little bit more clearly even though they were maybe heard a little bit more. It, it's also hard to operate in terms of, like the theory was that you give more voices, but some people still may not have felt comfortable sharing those voices with Blake still there. But for me, I just think there's separate tracks. I think that Blake not being here just allows for a fresh start in some ways, new look, whatever you want to call it. This isn't just a new coat of paint. It's an opportunity for them to take this group another direction and that that's not to diminish what Blake has done we've talked about it tons of times 16 goals 55 points for anyone let alone someone who is 36 years old was an outstanding year for Blake and he helped he was part of the reason the Jets got off to a good start because he was being used less but after the injuries with Wheeler and then later on Perfetti Blake was back to playing 20 minutes a night and although he gave you everything he had in those 20 minutes Blake wasn't a 20, 22 minute player in the league anymore. And that's got nothing to do with his effort level. Yeah. It yeah. was father time. So. I just, I, I mean, we know this organization. We sure. know that, especially right now, the financial challenges that the team has. I mean, for the Winnipeg Jets to pay a lifetime jet, a guy that'll probably be up in the rafters. Oh, he, he the will money, definitely be in the rafters. The money that they did to beat it, 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 I mean, tells you that this was, they, it had to be done. 
I guess. Uh, you know, and obviously the feeling internally and was. And I think it's for both sides, us, and that's what we talked about at the time. Like, it, the Jets couldn't find a trade even where they ate 50%, right? I mean, Blake at $4 million versus Blake at $1.2 for a cap crunch team was an impossibility, right? There are teams that would have taken Blake's money on, but it would have cost you an asset. So even the we're not just diminishing the amount of money. It's a massive amount of money to not play, but it wasn't just path of least resistance. It was really their only path. And it was a path that helped Blake find another job with a good team rather than sending well, him somewhere where great. it wasn't well, going I, to work. I mean, I know, listen, that's no, they need to worry about this. Team, no, no. And they're obviously doing that. Totally. No, I don't get you wrong. They wanted to do right by him. Sure. For sure. That's what I mean. And, uh, and we do that. Um, Listen, we could talk about this for an hour, and this will be something that we'll watch throughout training camp and into the season is how this team is is different. Um, a big part of that is the new players coming in from L.A. Got a chance to see Velarde playing with Shifley and yep. Connor yesterday for the first time. I got my first chance to see Aya Fallow in the morning group today. I know you were here yesterday, and you talked to him a little bit. First of all, what do you think of uh, him just on the ice, uh, you know, on the ice with his teammates for the first time? And uh what, uh, what did he have to say when uh, you had a little chat about, uh, you know, his new home and uh, yep. getting things going with Winnipeg? For sure. First with Velarde, uh, he's a bigger guy. I knew, he, again, you look at the hockey DB, says six foot three, two fifteen. This is a guy who has, he looks big out on the ice. And I don't mean that in a big and clunky way. He gets around well. I agree. I, was... he, he, I think he's bigger than six three, and he can really rip it. Like, this is a guy that can shoot the puck, high-end release. He will be a pure, like, that's a weapon. Like, when you're looking at all three of those players, if that's the way the line stays together, Huss, all three guys can rip it. Shifley, even since he broke into the league, we always talked about his release. Kyle Connor, one of the quickest releases in the NHL. And Velarde, really heavy shot, gets it off quickly, and a big body. He'll be a load down low. And Mark, too, at six, you know, six three or whatever he is now. Like, those are two big guys on that line that can protect the puck. You know, Mark likes to hang on to the puck and find someone. Rick talked about it early in the camp. They were, you know, first and chances created to the slot, but didn't convert. Gabe Velarde is a guy that can convert. Alex Iafalo spoke with him. I'll be writing about him for the Free Press Saturday edition. He's loving it so far. Um, you know, great little tie-in. Dominic Toninato and him, they spent five years together at the university, you know, first at the Fargo Force of the USHL, then at UMD. Lived together for four of those five years. So these guys know each other extremely well. Uh, he's really excited. He is Huss, the new Swiss Army knife from the long lines of Michael Froelich, Andrew Kopp, Matthew Perot, like a guy that you can basically put anywhere and get success out of. Uh, to me, he reminds me a lot of Chris Kunitz, a guy that, you know, maybe not the most skilled guy in the league, but you could play him with Sidney Crosby. But you could also play him with Nick Benino when you're protecting a one-goal lead late in the game. Uh, really energetic skater, gets in your face physically, you know, chased around Connor McDavid for the last two playoffs in the first round where L.A. made a great run. So really impressed by him. And Rasmus Kapari as well. Had a chance to speak with him along with Mike McIntyre. Really, I'm intrigued by him, Hus. Incredible skater. We knew that on the scouting report. Really gets around well. And the one thing I've noticed from the first couple of days of sessions, he puts himself in position to create offense. Now, can he start converting that offense at a higher rate than he has so far? That's up to him. And that some of that will be related to opportunity. But I think there he's the under the radar guy, even though he was a first round draft pick and I have follows an undrafted free agent. Kapari has a kind of a chance, and Rick Rick Bonus kind of hinted at this 
I don't see him as, as pigeonholed to be a fourth-line center. That may be his role right now, but I think there's a little bit more there that he could play up and down the lineup a lot like I follow Will as we move along. So those three guys are all intriguing to me. Perfetti's look good at center, moving well, Huss. And the, again, people forget, because of the back injury last summer, not this summer, Cole wasn't on the ice a lot. So everyone was saying Cole's got to get faster. It's hard to get faster when you're not on the ice until August. So this year, great summer of training with Matt Nickel in his group in Toronto. He's getting around the ice really well. You know, Cole's very studious. We've always known this about him. He's digging in with Adam Lowry when it comes to face-offs and getting edges. He's talking with Mark Shifley about responsibilities and what thing, you know, reads he's going to make. His answer to me yesterday, Huss, I'm sure you saw it, absurdly good when I asked him about moving to center and how he broke it down in layman's terms of how you can view both sides of the ice instead of being the guy on the wall having one option. Like, we've often talked about the word processor for him working at a pretty uh, high rate compared to, you know, even the, the high-end guys in the NHL. His elite thinking... He's is, got an Intel chip. He has the Intel <laughs> chip, yes. His SIM card is operating at a very high level, and it will continue to do so. And again, now it's about handling the physical side of it. And that's what... I love the fact that he said... He didn't say one of my goals is to be a point-of-game player. I want to play in 82 games. Yeah. I want to play in all the games. You know why? Because he knows how important it is, and he doesn't want to get that label of being a guy who can't play a full season. He knows it's a challenge, but he has put in the work, and the fact that he changed trainers to begin with leads you to believe that he's invested in this so much. This guy loves hockey, and he knows that it's a physical responsibility to move to center, but he put in the work in order to make that happen. So uh, that's another thing that stood out to me so hey, far. Hey, speaking of being healthy, I mean, Perfetti's at the front of that list. His projected line mate, Nikolai Ehlers, yep. lasted for 17 minutes and then, I guess, had neck spasms. Ominous start to the season or not a big deal? I would say it's in the small deal category, Huss, is what I would say. It, you know, most people, I saw Nikolai Ehlers leave the ice walking down the hallway with Rob Millette yesterday. Um, before I knew it was not a lower body issue, I would have said, big deal. The fact that it's neck spasms, you know, haven't really dealt with that personally, but this is something that may have been a bad night's sleep. This is not something where I had a groin injury, I missed yeah. half a season, now I couldn't get through the first session. So to me, it's a very small deal. Of course, it's unfortunate Nikolai Ehlers would rather be involved longer than the first drill on the first day of training camp. Nikolai Ehlers was in the hallway talking to media members the day before and could not have been in a better mood, and he was healthy. So I think it's a small deal. The Jets are going to be careful with Ehlers because of the history, but Ehlers also put in the work that he wants to be a 72-82 to 82 game player instead of a 45-game player, and I don't think there's an issue there. I think he'll be perfect uh, with Perfetti and Nino. you got a battering ram. You've got a blazing speed guy on the other side all three of those guys can shoot it as well so I, I like the way the units are constructed we'll see if they stay that way and then two now after that it's a basically a battle for the 13th forward job and then now we're going to see how the you know right now we don't have the we don't have any hints on the back end us because all the veterans are playing with younger players right now so we don't know who has the leg up or how Declan Chisholm might work his way up the depth chart 
you might say, oh, well, Hainel is with Schmidt. Well, there's your third pairing. Well, let's see how the games go before we get to that. I love, you know, as someone who's talked a lot about Elias Solomonson, I love the fact that they have him with Josh Morrison. Oh, me too. This does not mean he's on the team, but I think we're going to see that pairing in a game, whether it's in the... And the, I would think it's more likely to be in the home game on uh, Monday than on Sunday against McDavid. But I think it's great for him to get his feet wet that way. And it, it's the it's the inverse of when Buff said, give me the kid. Now Josh is saying, come on down to Winnipeg, to borrow the Willie Jefferson phrase, and take a seat beside me on the top pairing. I'll help, I'll help you get adjusted to the NHL game, even though I know you're probably going to be playing in Sweden this year. I, I love that pairing, and I want to see it in a game. You know, to a degree, I, I don't think you're wanting to throw that out against McDavid now on Sunday night as your welcome to the NHL Why moment. Not? Well, I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying that I think it's more likely the Jets will play him in the home game against the watered-down Oilers lineup. And again, it's not that he needs protection, but... A lot of guys playing in the NHL for a long time need protection from Connor McDavid. So I don't know that we want this to be your welcome to the NHL moment. But uh, that's what stood out to me, Huss. Uh, Colby Barlow, a little bit under the weather today. But, uh, yeah, it's been interesting to watch so far. Again, important not to put... It's not that you don't put any stock in. But remember, it's a marathon. To, to it's October. the second day of training Yeah, count. it's a marathon to October 11th. Uh, don't overreact, people. The big weekend edition coming up. Tomorrow, Winnipeg Indeed. Free Press. What can we look forward to from Weeb's World in the Saturday Fish Wrap? Yeah, you bet. It's going to be the Alex Iafalo feature for me. Mike has uh, got a fun feature going about, uh, you know, kind of getting to know your players in today's today's modern age uh, without asking them for access to their cellular telephone. And uh, <laughs> and our notebook will uh, will have some thoughts from Declan Chisholm on a signing the contract and b. Uh, battling for a job right here. So, Kenny, great stuff. Thanks for coming by. Um, we'll uh, see you later on, and I'm sure you'll be out here tomorrow. It's going to be a fun uh, weekend, and of course, Fan Fest tomorrow. And the uh, intrigue continues as the uh, Winnipeg Jets build their club. Uh, thanks Jer- for doing Jersey this. unveiling as well, Huss. Uh, hey, we're going to be here for it. I'm looking forward to it. I think fans are going to like this one. And uh, as I say, we'll uh, we'll have to wait to see it officially unveiled. But uh, I'm. Uh, Lots of lots of interesting uh, theories out there over what it might look like. Yes, yes, definitely. As I say, we we've spent so much time speculating on training <laughs> camp lines. I'm not sure we have enough time to speculate on potential jerseys, but I can tell you, we'll know by noon tomorrow. Uh, and it's another great reason to come down and hang out with uh, all of us at Fan Fest and take in the uh, the festivities here. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, let you get back to uh, the afternoon session to media. Work. And uh, thanks for doing this, Kenny. Yeah, right on. Happy to be with you as always. And uh, yeah, my old Weebs World partner rolling into the chair here. So uh, you know welcome to her. Business is picking up. Sarah Leski is going to join us in just a minute here live at the Iceplex. We will have more information on FanFest as well coming up a little bit later on. Hey, I've got to give a big thanks to our friends at Vita Health Fresh Market for their great support of Winnipeg Sports Talk. If you're looking for great prices on natural and organic supplements, beauty products and groceries, and Winnipeg's largest assortment of local products too, shop at any one of these six Vita Health Fresh Market stores or online at myvita.ca. And hey folks, as you're gearing up for back to school, keep your energy up with Health First B12 Supreme. B12 is involved in so many functions of our bodies like metabolizing carbs, fats, and proteins 
which are converted into energy. Health First B12 Supreme is on sale all month at Vita Health. Vita Health Fresh Market, empowering people to lead healthy lives. Six Winnipeg locations. Online at myvita.ca. Fully shop a website with local delivery options as well. Um, you all know that Wallace and Wallace are the fencing experts in town. Residential, commercial, temporary as well. They're also the overhead door leaders in Winnipeg. And listen, folks, your overhead garage door had lots of ups and downs this summer, working hard to get you to and from all of your summer fun. And it's about to work a whole lot harder because winter puts much more stress on a garage door. The right time to prevent downtime this winter is now. Call Wallace and Wallace to book your inspection and maintenance service call today. For residential and commercial overhead door sales and service, there's only one name or two you need to know, and that is Wallace and Wallace. Hey, fellas, uh, you know it, it definitely feels like fall right now. How's the uh, how's the closet looking? If you need to up your wardrobe heading into the change of seasons, you need to head down to F Apparel Custom Suits, beginning at four hundred bucks, along with chinos, golf pants, custom shirts, both tucked and untucked styles, and an incredible selection of menswear accessories. 15% discount for wedding parties as well. If you're tying the knot or uh, standing up for one of your boys, talk to him about that 15% discount. You can pop in and see him at 190 Smith Street downtown. Find out more online, fapparel, ephapparel.com, and you can make an apart appointment there as well. And just before we bring in Sarah, it's a little chilly in here, so we might not be needing the blizzards from Nick and Nikki DQ at the present moment. Maybe a stack burger or two, though. Very underrated in the burger game. Um, but, of course, our friends Nick and Nikki have four locations, DQ Northgate, DQ St. Anne's, DQ Polo Park, and the DQ in Niverville. And they've just opened up the Pita Pit in Niverville. Healthy, delicious, fast, and fresh. Pop by Pita Pit in Niverville today and hit them up on, in, on X at Pita Pit Niverville for catering options as well. Uh, all right, let's uh, welcome in Sarah Orleski to uh, the program. Sarah, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, <laughs> I should have told you to bring a parka. I feel as if I'm working sidelines right now on football. <laughs> when you said, it did, it's whatever reference you just made to fall, like feels like fall. It feels like winter. I walked in here and I thought I was ready to storm your set and kick Weaver off. This is, I don't know how you guys are doing this right now. It's freezing right now. I will admit I'm really feeling it in my feet yes. right now. Like I could use a couple extra pairs of socks. You may have to go to Jets Gear over at the front of the building and see if we got anything to warm up. You know what you'll have to do going forward with this one is, or put in the hot paws. On there, I used to do that a lot with football. <laughs> you put them on the bottom and put them on the top, and you're that's, usually that's okay. a veteran move from someone who. If uh, you want to know how to stay warm, I'm usually the one that can can help with some suggestions. Uh, this, I have a feeling though that it'll be a lot warmer tomorrow because this place is going to be packed with Winnipeg Jet fans as part of Jets Fan Fest. Both this rink, the other rink, the uh, it'd be a real fun day. I mean, this is an awesome event, but in addition. We've got the excitement of the start of training camp and, of course, the uh, jersey unveiling tomorrow Absolutely. and everything else that goes. We're going to find out more about FanFest from Corey in probably 10, 15 minutes on the program. But uh, overall, I mean, just an exciting day for the organization and everyone involved. I absolutely love it. The last year was my first one as a part of the organization and being able to see all the fans back, especially after everything that we've gone through with COVID and mm. not being able to be around fans the same way that they were and for fans not being able to engage 
not only with the organization and team, but also just even with each other. Or It was a great event last year. Really looking forward to it again this year. I think that there's so many things indoors, outdoors, able to watch practice as well. So it should be a, it should be a wonderful, well-attended event. So uh, what have you thought about the first couple of days of camp? Uh, you know, obviously some longtime Jets no longer here and an exciting group of newcomers, particularly from the Los Angeles Kings coming in and uh, fitting in with their new teammates. Absolutely. And an interesting group, too, just in terms of personalities with it. I like the vibe of it. I've had the opportunity to speak to a number of them on Monday when we had a production day and just kind of um, introduce myself and be able to see them. And I really like what what we're seeing from the group so far. I like the vibe around this team. I think that putting Adam Lowry as captain was a great selection. Really that like what that Really, that leadership group, I think, as a whole will be able to do for it. And I'm hoping that we start to see the impact of it early on for it. And I think that having the opportunity to speak, especially with Alex Ayafalo, is the one that I've spoken with most so far. And he's such an interesting guy. Certainly when you talk to him, doesn't strike you as kind of your typical NHL player so far. Even though, he, I mean, he loves fishing, loves camping, which so many players do. But I was talking to him today, and I said, oh, no, we were just talking about vent, and I said something about Lockport and fishing. Oh, I've already been out there. You've already been out there? <laughs> oh, yeah. So it, I just think that it's it's a good group. I like the vibe so far, and I'll be really interested to see what it's like once preseason gets well, going. Well, funny enough, you mentioned that. Um, like, Aya Fallow and certainly Velarde were two of the first guys here. Mm. I mean, you know, I, I imagine there's probably a little bit more for them to do. Like, where the heck am I going to live? And uh, yeah. all of those things. But, man, you want to talk about a good sign, um, you know, for a big, significant off-season trade that really shakes up your lineup. To have the key players seemingly leading the way when it comes to coming to Winnipeg, getting together with their teammates, getting to know them. Um, you know, if I'm Rick Bonus, that's exactly what I want to hear. 100%. And I'm intrigued to see where everything shakes out. I mean, it's not often that you hear the head coach on the first day of camp say, this is what our lines are going to look like yeah. going in for it, which, though I'd like to say, Rick, we appreciated that a great deal. Um, but I've, I'm interested to see how they continue to evolve, too. I like what the diff- I like the different skill sets that they bring. I like what they have the potential of adding to team and for them to embrace the city and play this team and this and these teammates as well and get off to a good start here when things get rolling what uh I, we knew that there was first of all you've been in a lot of media scrums were those the biggest media scrums that you've seen in winnipeg for a while the, like i i can't remember more i mean Everyone was represented yesterday and we all knew who they wanted to hear hear from mark shifley and connor hellebuck um Two pretty- I couldn't hear them. I like I couldn't hear. Yeah. Them. I couldn't hear them because I was standing at the back because I thought I didn't have a microphone, so I didn't want to impede anyone that was trying to get audio. So I and oh, I'll just listen from back here. And I kept being. I felt as if I was in my seventies or eighties because I kept leaning <laughs> in. Like, what is that? What are they saying? Well, I can't hear them. So to be able to see scrums like that is great because not only does it show the interest, but I mean, it shows that we have more people. You and I have spoken a great deal about media in the city and about the way that the landscape can continues to change so to be able to see such a large group um, of people out was wonderful well i mean and we all knew where they were going to be uh, what lockers they were going to be in front of and listen this is a i mean it has the potential for being um you know a very significant season when it comes to decisions made and i mean if you look at the success the team has had over the 
over this entire time. I mean, at the top of the list of the most important players is Mark Scheifele and is Connor Hellebuck. And, um, you know, I thought both players acquitted themselves very well, said sort of, you know, what you'd want to say to hopefully put most of this behind them. That being said, vintage Connor yesterday. I mean, he's always been my favorite guy to listen to. You never quite know what you're going to get. Uh, but just everything into his dictation and cadence is interesting. But he's very clear that this guy's here for one thing. He's in the National Hockey League for one thing, and that is to win a Stanley Cup and still has a great deal of belief in the guy that he's going to battle with every day. Absolutely. And it, it was interesting. I was trying to um, pay close attention to not only what he was saying, but his, put it how he was saying it as well. And there is no doubt that is a man that has never had, never lacked in self-confidence with it. He has always been clear. I mean, whether or not it was early on about wanting to win a Vesna, and that's how he saw himself wanting to win the Stanley Cup. We have heard that same narrative from him all times. So the fact that he was so adamant about how that's his priority, I think didn't come as a surprise, but I think it's also continues to be a great sign to hear that. I mean, that is, he's very focused on what it is that he wants to do and, he has success here with this group here this season. Hey, quick thanks to uh, Derek Schmidt. Uh, D, thanks for the uh, five gifted memberships. And whoever got those memberships, thank Derek for doing that. Very nice of you. And we really great, appreciate it. And Matt, pushing four or pushing 500 live right now. You can tell Jet Season is back around here. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. We, uh, we've got to get to 10K by the time we drop the puck in Calgary on October 11th, and we are, uh, we are, we are very, right very close. We're at nine. We're just about at 9.9. Oh, you got so this. So we're, uh, we're, you know, and, uh, and as I say, you know, you can feel it around the city, certainly the team, and I imagine the office as well. You, know, you get past Labor Day, you get a little closer to training camp, you realize that falls here, but the minute things get going, um, whether it's events like this, whether it's having all the media, whether it's the players being back on the ice, I mean, it really is go time, regardless of what your role is uh, for media or within the organization. Absolutely. I was saying that I couldn't believe how quickly August had gone by, September even more so. The fact that we're on the 22nd already is crazy to me, but it goes so quickly. And then once camp gets going, I remember when camp used to be weeks long for it. And now you look, oh, well, you got a couple days on the ice. Okay, great. Now first preseason game, just in the blink of an eye. It's crazy to me to think that we're going to see action on Sunday. First home preseason game on Monday, obviously. And that's it's amazing to me. But as much as practice is important, we all know that at every level. Bring on some games for me. Please. Oh, absolutely. Well, speaking of games, and I was talking to Jamie uh, because I had a couple fans come and ask me, and I didn't know the answer, whether we'd be able to watch the game on Sunday. But uh, good news, WinnipegJets.com is going to be having that game. And I'm not sure whether it's on the YouTube or directly there, but Jet fans will be able to see Absolutely. that first game. And then, of course, we're back at it on Monday and Wednesday with the Oilers and Calgary Flames with those first two preseason games. And I would say that the exhibition games this year... Um, I put it this way. I'm going to pay much more attention to them. Last couple of years, we sort of had a pretty good idea about the club was. And you wanted to see how the guys were. We're well, talking about a lot of new faces. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, now you're bringing that. And in addition to the new faces that we know will be on the team, we also, especially in these first couple games, I think we'll have the opportunity to see some of these really exciting young players that don't project to be Winnipeg Jets this year, 
but are a big, big part of the future of this organization. I think that there's a real excitement around the young players and beyond looking at just the ones that are here in camp. But when you think about what happened with development camp and we saw the players that were out here and the interactions with the fans and we saw just the way that they were embracing, I think that for the first time in a couple of seasons, we're seeing a lot of excitement for what the future will hold as well to be able to get those glimpses. But I, I think that these players are starting to connect with this community, with Winnipeg Jets fans early. And it's giving people a, you know, a lot of excitement, not just for this season, obviously, where they're not going to be able to make that impact and we're not going to see them with the, with the big club. The, that excitement, that glimpse of going, all right, this is because it's been a, it's been a while. You think about when there was that 2015 draft class and they were down with the moose and there was a lot of excitement to see what was going to happen going forward. I think that whether you look at the moose or even in the coming years, the players that are going to end up with the moose or start with the moose. I think that there's a lot to be excited about. That is great. Oh, look at this. We've got some super chats coming in. Uh, we got MC Stormy giving it to us. Sandy Sharp. Thank you, Derek Schmidt. Thank you, Sandy Sharp. Look at all the love in the chat right now. Good vibes everywhere, Sarah. I love it. Friday afternoon, heading into the weekend. Well, well, you know what? And we'll we'll be giving you a marble in the marble race this afternoon. You can join the the only two other gifted marbles that has ever won. Rick Bonus, a former champion, and Chris Streveler won on the banjo bowl out of, I think there was like 230 in it and Streb came through. So we will definitely be giving you one today. And if you do win, I'll come with the hoodie tomorrow. We can do a special presentation. Can I, congratulations. Can I just wear it right now? Can you get it right now? (laughs) (laughs) I'll give it. I mean, if you need it back, I'll give it back, but I can't guarantee that Corey or anyone else is going to get on this set because I think that I am frozen in place right now. So if you change, if you turn the cameras around, you might see me crawling out of, uh, off the set, trying to get Corey's, I think you're going to join us in just a couple minutes to kind of set up fan fest. Just before we go though, I did want to ask you, I mean, you've got a unique, um, access to the team and, you know, and this will go back to, to development camp as well. Um, but of the young players that, you know, you've seen it interacted with, um, any player that sort of stood out to you, uh, whether it be personality or just your interaction with them, because it seems like we've got a pretty excited and exciting group of young players every time we kind of interact with them. I love to see the personality. I think that as someone that's, that works in that content side, you always get excited when you see young players that are willing to show personality because we know part of the challenge is that we know so many of these guys have really great personalities. They're, they're really funny when you talk to them, say off camera, but then we don't necessarily see that personality. I think that what we will see with the young players and I haven't, I didn't have the same sort of opportunity to interact with them the way that Jamie Thomas has with his long strolls on the beach or short walks on the beach or whatever it was whatever it was called as he pointed out to me he just got to spend some time in 30 degree weather in penticton no big deal (laughs) but but i just when you see the personality that the guys have i just think that it's it's so exciting and i think that with that next generation that continues to come up that have grown up in the social media age that are looking a little bit more about interacting again with fans and getting their personality out there i think that we certainly we see a lot of it i mean rutger um i, I mean he's such a beauty he just <laughs> it leads the way every everything i was joking that there's going to be a budget line in our in our um 
in our annual budget that just says Rucker beside it because he's just he's gold. So I'm really excited to be able to hopefully work with him. Well, and his running mate, Colby Barlow, who actually is under the weather today, Mm -hmm. but um, had a big day yesterday signing his first NHL contract. And, um, you know, he'll get a chance to play in exhibition games. And it's funny hearing, you know, from a couple of the individuals like like Colby Barlow, um, as exciting as it is for Rucker to be at the University of Michigan right now, I have a feeling it's probably killing him watching from afar everything that's going on right now at the club. Can you imagine when he gets here what it's going to be like with when he goes through a training camp or when he has the opportunity to be around a, a fan fest? I can just imagine what the lines are going to be like and what fans are going to be like. Uh, waiting to see someone like him. But the future is certainly bright. Looking forward to it. Sarah, so great to see you. The Jets are back. Hockey's so there's back. That's there's there's that's, no hoodie right it. now. Okay. Good luck that's in the marble race. You know? We've committed to one. And as I say, right, we'll fine. bring it for you tomorrow if you win. Well, we might have one for you anyways because you're... <laughs> You're that cool. Thanks for doing this. Uh, hey, should be anytime. a great day tomorrow. We'll look forward to seeing you then. Yeah, and hopefully, I know that you know you've got such a passionate uh, fan group here as well with the Winnipeg St- Sports Talk community, and hoping that we get to see a lot of them in addition to you guys out here uh, on Saturday. Yeah, well, best. just I'm sure they'll be out, and just wait till we show up for our first of our four game pack. We're returning. Pierre-Luc Dubois, welcoming him back to Winnipeg. I on have the heard I might need to. I might not get a hoodie. <laughs> But again, we'll discuss that later. I might not get a hoodie, but I certainly want to make my way up to um, to your area for the Jets games because I can only imagine. You know me. We, we I mean, little... you know me, Huss. I mean, you and I, we, you know, very similar personalities and hey, how we. Doesn't mind a good time. <laughs> doesn't mind a good time. <laughs> you, very, years ago, you, I remember you saying when you and Gary on the show that you guys were doing, I want to say that maybe it was. Um, it was like a March Madness bracket on different bars in, yes, the, yes. in the city. And you had me on, you're like, what do you think of these ones? And I go, Huss, what makes you think I've been to any of these places unless they have a children's menu? I'm the worst person to ask about this uh, right now. Uh, the but, bar bracket. We were so ahead of our times back then. <laughs> actually saw Gary last night, popped in, yeah. doing a quick in and out for a wedding this weekend. It was good to good to see you and i reminded them that you know it was great what happened in the spring everyone's tied for first place now so uh, right. let's get it on there you go Sarah, Looking have a great weekend to. we'll see you tomorrow okay, Fan you Fest. thanks so much for having me on guys. okay great stuff there is sarah orleski corny harnham jets community relations manager is going to join us in just a minute for a little bit more on jets fan fest and then we're going to uh, get the latest from our friend lee hacksaw hamilton bombers off this week but the bombers are back a week from today and the game is sold out if you're lucky enough to have tickets to the game make sure to get to the princess auto tailgate zone um two hours before the game is going to be the place to be and of course princess auto proud sponsors sponsors of wst and the bombers and the place where you'll find the best deals on the most unique assortment of tools and equipment around. Everything you need to complete the projects on your list or start something new is at Princess Auto. Visit them on Panit Road, Portage Avenue West. And, of course, you can shop online 24-7, 365 at princessauto.com. A big shout-out to our pals over at Consolidated Supply. Um, Spicy and the gang are the leaders in irrigation systems, artificial turf, both indoor and outdoor, golf carts, and exclusive club car uh, vehicles, not to mention other great options for your property, including hot tubs and amazing outdoor kitchen options. And Consolidated Supplies, also the leaders in small engine parts and repair. Pop by and see them at their showroom, open to the public 
1395 Niaqua Road East, or you can find out more online at cte.ca. Well, we're going to see a lot of Jet fans here tomorrow for FanFest. I imagine there's many of them thinking about a new jersey. Well, we'll see the new jerseys tomorrow. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And, of course, if you're looking for new Jets merch or uh, maybe a Velarde 13 or an Ayafalo number 9, get on down to Royal Sports, our great sponsors at 750 Pemina Highway. So much Winnipeg Jets merch, bomber gear, NFL. And, of course, they're the hockey superstore for over 40 years. 750 Pemina Highway. And follow them on Instagram at Royal Sports Pemina for the latest merchandise drops and sale information. Some great CFL action tonight. Big NFL Sunday. You know we're the best place to gather with the gang to watch the big game. It's always Boston Pizza, Ice Cold Schooners, World's Famous BP Wings, and the Gourmet Pizzas, not to mention everything coming up on that BP feature menu. And if you are staying at home tonight, you can always order online at bostonpizza.com. Uh, we are going to uh, get a little bit more info on the festivities tomorrow right here where we are broadcasting live at the Hockey for All Center for Winnipeg Jets training camp. Tomorrow is Fan Fest, and Corey Harnum from the uh, Winnipeg Jets joins us now. Corey, what's up? It's great to have you on the program. Thank you. First time we're here, so I mean, I'm pretty excited. Busy, busy around here right now. And I've seen, uh, you know, we were here yesterday. We've seen how different everything is today as we get ready for Fan Fest. I'm sure there's a lot of folks that have heard us talk about it, but maybe haven't been here before. Give us the rundown. What awaits Winnipeg Jet fans tomorrow if they make it out to the Hockey for All Center? Doors open at 8 a.m. and it all starts there. So um, we've got three ice sessions uh, that folks can take in as part of training camp. So and, and I'm sure you mentioned uh, 10, 11, 15, and 1. Uh, folks who have a ticket, it's a free ticket, but folks who have a ticket to FanFest um, can get in line for the ice session. doesn't necessarily guarantee you're going to get in. It's come a first come, first serve. Uh, and then uh, off the ice, there's lots going on as well. So on our, as you as you've seen, I'm, I'm sure your listeners, uh, if they come out, they'll they'll see it themselves. But we're on two rinks this year. Uh, one side is kind of a carnival activation side, where there's a lot of fun and games and uh, inflatables and all those things. And then on the other side, we've got more of a staging and programming uh, where where we got uh, interviews and uh, we'll hear from coach, we'll hear from Chevy GM, and we've got some players that'll do some interviews as well. So. Uh, and then on top of all that, we've got a pretty cool jersey on Bill that we're uh, we're excited. Yeah, about so. no doubt. I mean, again, I mean, we have to wait till what is that noon or quarter eleven forty five? I believe yep. tomorrow. Yep. Um, so that certainly is going to be one of the highlights. God knows we talk enough about uniforms and jerseys, especially this guy to my right. Always love him, and there's a lot of anticipation for this one. Um, the team has uh, had some really neat ones in the past, but this is. Uh, this is one, from what we understand, is actually going to make it into games this year. So a pretty significant announcement for the club. And uh, I'm sure that'll be certainly one of the highlights as well. A lot of the fans are going to, whatever part of the rink they're in, get around there for the official unveiling at 1145. Absolutely. Yep. Some big news with some uh, big unveil. And uh, we're really excited about that. For um, you know, and obviously, and we've got, and folks can't see it right now. I don't know. This is like the big uh, mega beer pong game. Uh, looks like there's some shooters. Uh, there a lot of great stuff for kids to come out. And we've seen tons of kids here that are, you know, just taking in, watching their heroes kind of skate around. Um but if there was ever a time where, you know, maybe you're thinking about a family activity, um, you can see the guys on the ice, but there's a heck of a lot more for uh, 
fans of all ages, I guess, to take in. That's right. Yep. Uh, and we've incorporated uh, some uh, uh, traditional things that we've done every year with inflatables and uh, hockey and those things. But uh, we're doing some new neat things as well. Uh, like you mentioned, we're kind of doing the, the giant family version of uh, beer pong with what we're calling giant pong, which is essentially recycling bins and, and giant dodgeballs. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun. And then um, outside, we've got ball hockey happening uh, with kind of our ball hockey initiative we, we kicked off this past season. Um, there's food trucks. The military is going to be set up with some cool vehicles outside in the in the parking lot. And, um, yeah, like I said, uh, between activations from corporate partnerships and, and some of uh, information booths from our own internal from the Moose and the Jets with uh, details on the upcoming season as well. So lots, as you mentioned, for all ages uh, out here. Corey Harnum is the uh, Jets Community Relations Manager with us live here at the Hockey for All Center. Fan Fest tomorrow morning gets going at 8 until 3 p.m. Um, just while we've got you here, this is, of course, the big focus this weekend, but we're just getting into the season. Um, what are your focuses throughout the year? I mean, what are some of the things that are, um, you know, the most important parts of your job in community relations and connecting with fans, maybe in a different way that happens every night at the rink? For sure, yeah. So uh, I feel like this is kind of the kickoff to our season as well in, in community relations because it's it's we're, we're building this kind of festival and, and kickoff to the season for, for fans. So that all starts here and then. You know, for, uh, as we roll through the season, we get into uh, October, November, where we have our uh, awareness months with Child Advocacy and Hockey Fights Cancer. So, uh, you know, we work together as a group to uh, help promote uh, the important work that uh, Toba, Cent- or Toba, yeah, Toba Center and uh, Cancer Care Manitoba, respectfully, in October and, and November are doing um, through the work and partnerships there. And then, uh, you know, we get into December and we, we look at the holidays. Our, our players will be visiting uh, hospitals once again this year. So we'll do hospital visits with the team. And, um, you know, if you're coming out to games, you have an opportunity to donate uh, toys or cash to uh, we'll help the Christmas cheer board and then uh, roll into the new year, which uh, which a lot of exciting things happening. Well, I tell you what, it's all going to get going tomorrow. Uh, and I see Mary Jane's just dropped five in the chat for us and Remo jet dog for Saturday. And they always did have the jet dogs. Are they doing that again? Yeah, yeah we're going to do it. Uh, it's going to be on the other rink. So you, you won't uh, you won't be tempted with the smell. We'll be rolling day. and getting one before yeah, we do exactly, anything on the air. Exactly. Tomorrow, yeah, $5 jet dog, which is a tradition out here as well. And uh, those are limited quantities. So make sure there's a lot of lineups you got to beat. Don't uh, on those. Yeah, Don't yeah, on those exactly. early. Jet dog for breakfast and uh, and so much more. And I guess just speaking, Winnipeggers do love great deals. There always has been. I mean, whether it's been merchandise and special merch, uh, another great chance to uh, maybe get a few things for the upcoming season at a pretty good price tomorrow. Yeah, pretty. Actually, just before I came here, I, I jumped to the other ring because our uh, jet skier store is, is uh, rolling in with their merch and. Uh, it's kind of a what they like to call a yard sale. So they uh, like to get those things going, and uh, they have a pretty good, some pretty good deals uh, ready to go to, to help fans kick off their season. So they've got uh, about a third of the rink taken over on the other side where they are got some merch and those things going uh, with a lot of good deals and, a, and an opportunity to get uh, some new swag before the season starts. You're getting some love here in the chat, Corey. Theo Seegers has just put in, miss you, Corey. So uh, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> Theo's a buddy of mine. Right? We play uh, summer hockey together. Yeah, so. Dude, it's one degree of separation from everybody yeah. in this city to begin with. <laughs> Never mind hockey fans and yeah. people from around it. Um, So I guess bottom line, get here early. Do people need a ticket already in advance or have those already uh, gone out? Yeah, How- to help. 
ease the lineups and, and speed the process. You can get a ticket in advance. Again, they're free. Just go to winnipegjets.com slash fanfest. Uh, get your free ticket and you're good to go. But we're not going to turn anyway away uh, at the door. Um, we'll make sure that we At a certain point, there are capacity yeah, limits. Yeah, at some like, point, if we ever get there, yeah. But I think between the four rinks and the fire regulations, like we, we, I don't think we've ever had to worry about uh, the number that it has to get to for that. But um, it helps speed things up in the lineup when tickets are there and ready to go. And, um, yeah, have those ready. And then we'll get uh, folks can run to the jet dog lineup or the or the training camp lineup or whatever wherever they're looking to get uh, started now just for our for clarity there's the two rinks this the rink that we are in right now is is which one is this kind of where the interviews and stuff are going to be happening no we kind of kind of call this the uh, carnival activation okay. kind of like the more fun side of things and then the uh the rink on the back here is where the stage is set up that's Perfect. where the the jersey announcement and those things will happen and, and the interviews with uh, with coach. And so when you come out, you're going to hit both of them, but uh, you can pop IC us. The IC guys are going to be doing their show live from 9 to 11. We'll do something after that here from there. And uh, obviously we have tons of comment uh, content on the channel throughout the weekend from FanFest. But uh, great stuff. I mean, it looks great already. I think tomorrow's going to be a great day for, uh, for Winnipeg Jet fans. And uh, look forward to seeing what's happening on the ice, off the ice, and... Uh, Definitely crushing a $5 jet dog. Why not, right? Get them before they go. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. All Thanks the best this season, Corey. Thank you, guys. Great stuff. There is uh, Corey Hardham from the Winnipeg Jets Community Relations Manager giving us the lowdown on what awaits Winnipeg Jet fans tomorrow here at the Hockey for All Center. And uh, as I said, uh, the Icy Boys live 9 to 11 right beside us. And uh, we'll be uh, around here running around, getting content, watching, and uh, obviously hooking up and talking with a whole whack load of Winnipeg Jet fans. So if you are coming out tomorrow, make sure you say hi to me and Remus. We will be here pretty much for the entire day. Um, all right. We are going to uh, do a little NFL talk with Hacksaw. Uh, intern Connor's going to be jumping on in a few minutes as well with us. He's got a big weekend planned up. Um, speaking of football. But um, just before we do that, um, you know, I mentioned our friends at Little Brown Jug. This is a big weekend, and Nuit Blanche is on um, is on Saturday. Are you familiar with Nuit Blanche, Remo? Have you been? Uh, have, have you turn your mic on? Have you been a Nuit Blanche yes. guy in the past? In the past, maybe not. Uh, maybe not this year, but yes, I love it. Great time. Walk around. Uh, walk around downtown. A lot of different. I don't know installments. What's Art the, installations, yeah. I believe they're called. Yeah, I ended up in some some guys like apartment once playing this uh, arcade game V Ball. That's uh, that's my biggest memory of uh, Nuit Blanche. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, walking around, great, great, always a great time. The weather's been good, so I know Little Brown Jug's got a got a ton of stuff planned. Well, so. yeah, big big bash tomorrow night. I mean, if you are taking in Nuit Blanche, make sure to get over to Little Brown Jug because they're they're uh, blocking off. Much like Fan Fest here, it's all about the event. A little LBJ tomorrow night. Hargrave, they're shutting down Hargrave right next to the brewery and tap room. So it's going to be a full street party. There's going to be a bunch of wild stuff there. Obviously, all the great Little Brown Jug brews. Um, and it should be a lot of fun. So, yeah, just in the exchange, you know, if you're in around the cube, just hang a left down the corner to William Avenue and Hargrave shut down for that big party. Uh, of course, Little Brown Jug on William Avenue, great partners of ours. And we will look forward to uh, getting back there for another sports trivia night very soon. But uh, take that in tomorrow night. You can find out more on all their social channels. And, of course, 
at littlebrownjug.ca. And hey, big shout out to our friends at Breezy Bend. The golf season's just about winding up, but not done yet. Still got a couple weeks yet, and we will be covering the Ryder Cup coming up very shortly uh, for our last big Breezy Bend golf report of the year. But big thanks to Corey. If you are thinking about getting uh, maybe golfing there next year, Get on the waiting list right now. Corey Johnson at Breezy Bend's the guy to talk to, and you can find out more online at breezybend.ca. And just before we bring in Hacksaw, a big shout-out to our friends at uh, Aikens Lake Wilderness Lodge. Had uh, three of the best days of the entire year earlier this summer when we had a chance to get out there. World-class fishing, but uh, even more world-class hospitality from our friend, the Terrens. Um, find out more at akinslake.com. Booking well into 2024 right now for the Aikens experience. Um, All right. Big win last night for the 49ers. Big slate of games coming up on Sunday. And it's just not a Friday show without a visit to the NFL notebook. The one and only Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. And uh, the Saw joins us now for our Friday visit. Lee, uh, great to have you on the program. As you can see, we're on location today. And to be honest, we are freezing we are in the middle of a hockey rink we should have known that it was going to be this cold and it is certainly it is coming as delivered so if you see our teeth chattering it's not you and it certainly wasn't the performance of the giants last night against the behemoth 49ers what's going on saw sorry hold on lee i gotta get you on here one sec we've got in the uh the the magic magic of the auto and this is great i actually now get to see what happens when the audio doesn't happen Connor, pay attention. This happens all the time. Next time you're doing this, you might need to know. Uh, although it is a little bit unique with the, uh, you know, with our new laptop setup. How about now? Doing it? What do you think, Reem? Are we still working on it? Or I don't know. Lee, are you there? It never takes long. Well, and it certainly didn't this year, Lee, for some devastating injuries. Aaron Rodgers at the top of the list. But week two, some more major injuries especially in the backfield we didn't see Saquon Barkley but man the Cleveland Browns without Nick Chubb what a devastating Monday that was for Cleveland well he's the train that makes everything else work in the New York Giants offense and to lose him with a catastrophic injury uh it was so bad they only showed the replay one time and we never really got to see the complete angle of what what happened but I I happened to uh, network with some people that were there that saw it and said it was just really gruesome I think the most alarming thing to me, and he's a fine back, my goodness, he's made himself superb. He's made himself maybe the elite power back uh, now beyond Derrick Henry in Tennessee. But what's happened is is dislocated kneecap and either two or three torn ligaments. They're going to uh, get a second and a third medical opinion, but this is the same knee that he suffered catastrophic injuries to back in 2015 when he was a young running back uh, at, at the University of Georgia. I just don't know if he come back from this injury. It's a real significant injury. I, in modern day football, the one who had it as bad was Willis McGahee, who was at Miami of Florida when that happened in a bowl game. And although he did come back and he played for Buffalo for a while, he was just never ever the same back. So this is devastating. And what really complicates it and I don't know if you watch the game and maybe from a different lens than I do, but Deshaun Watson doesn't look right. He does not look like the quarterback that he was, the dynamics that he did with the Houston Texans. And I, I can't use the explanation, well, there's a rust factor that has to be knocked off because he did play at the end of last season and he did work out and then the, all the OTAs and, and the preseason games. 
maybe the offense in Cleveland does not fit the offense that Deshaun Watson uh, ran in Houston. Now, maybe they're going to have to change the offense because there is no Nick Chubb, even though they just re-signed Kareem Hunt, but he's not the power back that Nick Chubb was. So maybe they'll reconfigure the formations on the X's and O's. But to me, Hustler and Deshaun Watson just does not look right at all. Oh, you know, he was um, he was definitely not the guy that they thought they were getting with all that guaranteed money uh, in that performance on Tuesday and or on on Monday night, I should say. And they got a tough game against uh, an always live Tennessee Titans team. Um, Lee, what? I wanted to talk about the Bears and just about what had happened on the field, how ugly those first couple games had looked for them and where Justin Fields is at. Um, But this wasn't just a bad week on the field for the Chicago Bears. What the heck is going on? Why did their D.C. quit? And uh, where do they go from here, Lee? They got complex problems everywhere. I'm not even sure they hired the right coach two years ago when they got the coach uh, from Indianapolis. Uh, you add into the equation that Justin Fields looks no different now than he did a year ago than he did his rookie year when he would run around, make plays, run around, make mistakes, run around and get hit and get hurt, taking way too many sacks. There's too many turnovers. This Chicago team looks like last year's Chicago team, which wasn't very good. Uh, and, you know, add into it, they, they don't have their lead running back, David Montgomery, who jumped ship. And he wound up going to the Detroit Lions because that was a guy you could always count on to power the football to take a little bit of the pressure off the quarterback. And he's now wearing lion colors. Uh, In terms of Alan Williams, nobody is being completely honest about what has transpired. I mean, there are rumors everywhere. Uh, The club would only say he's resigned because of personal problems. His personal lawyer late yesterday afternoon came out and set out a statement that this was health related. He emphatically denied there was an incident involving the defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, and somebody with the FBI. But the report is out there that the FBI went to his home. Now, I don't know what that entails. He has a friend, a former Chicago Bear, that works for the FBI. But I don't know whether this was an issue at home, whether there's something illegal that's transpired, whether it's a health issue. The Bears, Bears have not been transparent in detail and in the, you know the coach has only said i have things to take care of at home and the agent only said uh it's it's a health issue it's nothing else so that's where we are now i am sure as we go along the story will finally be filtered out but this is just add on another another check mark of a lot of problems that the chicago bears have yeah it, it was a little bit strangely that a guy that is apparently leaving for family and health problems needed a lawyer to go on the local radio to talk about it. That just doesn't really compute to me. Not good. And again, I understand privacy matters and things of that nature, but I also think transparency and honesty and the FBI will not never ever talk about what they're involved in. And if there were meetings, if there were raids, whatever the conflict was, unless there was something legal that winds up being in an indictment or charges being brought. So I, I just think we'll have to sit and wait and just see uh, where the story road leads us. Lee, let's get to the action in week three. Um, you nailed it in the notes. Must win weekend. Um, our pal Connor is going to be down at that Vikes Chargers game. Basically a loser leaves town match, if you will. Two 0-2 teams. Uh, 
Bengals up against the wall, the New England Patriots. Fill us in on these must-win situations and what's at stake in week three. Somebody by Sunday night at 6 p.m. is going to be 0-3, either the Chargers or Minnesota. Minnesota's in a bit of a changeover of their roster. I thought it might be a bit of a bumpy road. But as long as you've got Kirk Cousins standing and you've got Justin Jefferson to throw too deep down the field, and now you're too deep at running back because they made the acquisition of Cam Akers from the Rams to complement uh, Alex Madison, I think they're still a very dangerous offensive football team. The Chargers just can't play defense. Uh, they've been deplorable. Uh, they are last in the NFL in pass defense, second worst in the entire league in yardage allowed. And now they go play Kirk Cousins, who's just a mad bomber, especially when they play home games in the Twin Cities. Uh, Brandon Staley out here on the West Coast is catching an enormous amount of heat because defense was stapled at the front page of his resume. I did this with the Rams. He hadn't done anything here. I'll tell you how bad it is. In the first two games of the season, the Chargers got torched by Tua in Miami and then got nailed in the second, third, and fourth quarter by Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee last week. In the first two games, they've given up 28 plays of plus 10 yards. They've given up 13 pass plays of plus 20. And in these first two games, Hustler, the Charger defense has given up pass plays, and CFL fans can identify with this. They've given up pass plays of 40, 45, 47, 75, and 76 yards. I mean, Brandon Staley is in huge trouble as a coach. And if they get on the plane 0-3 after the game Sunday, they're in big trouble. Cincinnati's troubles are swirling around. Joe Burrow, who has re-injured the calf, has not practiced for a second day in a row. They just signed a third quarterback to the roster. He tweaked the calf at the tail end of their last game. They're 0-2. Their problems are protection of the quarterback. Their problems are the defense, as athletic as it is, is still kind of young, and people are starting to find out how to beat those young guys running all over the field. So Cincinnati's even though they got the quarterback and they got three great wide receivers, they just don't seem to have everything uh, in place there. So Cincinnati, they're going to play the Rams. And most everybody is surprised out here on the West Coast that the Rams are one and one. But Matthew Stafford is chucking the ball all over the place. And he's got this young wide receiver from Florida. He's got 25 catches in the first two weeks of the season. They're doing this without Cooper Cup. So the Rams could win in Cincinnati. The Bengals could be 0-3 by dinner time on Sunday. New England, the Jets... Uh, this is the first time since 2001 Belichick has started a season 0-2. Uh, for some odd reason, the Mac Jones-Bill O'Brien linkage quarterback to coordinator has not yet kicked in. Now, maybe they just don't have enough playmakers around that quarterback, but they are playing really good Belichick-type defense and throttling people down. And they're going to face a Jets team that's got issues because Zach Wilson goes back in. And I thought with better people around him in a playbook he's somewhat familiar with, Zach Wilson will be better, but three turnovers last weekend. So their problems continue. And you got Pittsburgh and the Raiders. And both these teams are sitting there at one and one, and both of them could be in trouble by Sunday night uh, or Monday. You know, P Pittsburgh, just their offense is negligible. I mean, it's like it's Neanderthal offense while everybody's going down the field. Steelers just are not moving the ball with any consistency through the air, and they're not protecting Kenny Pickett, the quarterback. Now, Pittsburgh makes every game a street fight. Their defense last week just took over and pounded their way uh, to a victory over Cleveland. So, you know, Raiders got problems. I don't think they have enough players. They, this Chandler Jones thing, you talk about lack of transparency. 
he's off the roster, he's off the field, he's out of the building. Um, I fear it's a mental health issue that the Raiders can't control. The stuff that Chandler Jones has said on social media, different hours, all hours of the day in the middle of the night, and then he's removed all that stuff. There's a real problem, and they're paying him. He's in a $51 million contract that they just signed. So, I mean, that kind of stuff happens when players wake up one morning because of all the games they've played and the hits they've taken, and they're not the same person. I just fear there's something from a mental health standpoint that's gone on with Chandler Jones, and either the Raiders aren't working with him or the Raiders can't get inside his circle to try to help the guy. But I fear this might not be a good outcome for Chandler Jones. Lee Hacksaw Hamilton's with us on Winnipeg Sports Talk. Lee, always great having you on the show. Fill us in on what's cooking at LeeHacksawHamilton.com and on the pod as we head into week three. It's all your fault. You taught me how to do podcasts. Now look at the monster you created. This side of the border crossing is exploding. I did. You, you talked about the Chargers and Brandon's Daily. I did. We, we call them verticals, like commentaries on Instagram. I did one on Brandon Staley and the Chargers on Monday of last week. By Tuesday, 33 hours later, it had 101,000 hits. <laughs> so, I mean, this this sucker has exploded. Uh, but if you like sports, uh, check my website. It's all written, leehacksawhamilton.com. And you can, right there, there's a sidebar that says, this takes you to the Hacksaw's podcast, video or audio. Punch that up. Subscribe, share, tell everybody in Canada there's somebody this side of the states that covers hockey too. Uh, and yeah, it's going well. Not as good as you're doing, but it's going well, but it's all your fault, Hustler. You're the best. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for your time. And uh, we'll talk to you next weekend for your uh, well, next great Friday, sports I guess. Weekend. NFL, college football, I agree with you. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, thanks so much. There it is, the man himself, Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. And folks, we jimmied up. I, I can't believe that that interview actually worked. Would have been hilarious if you could have seen how we had to jimmy that up so that you could hear Hacksaw and I could hear what he was saying. But somehow Remus figured it out with his back against the wall. Um, Marbles are open? Yeah, marbles are open. All right. I know everyone's fired up for the marble race. So get it in there, folks. Exclamation mark marbles. And um, we'll get to that in, I don't know, five minutes or so. And uh, we'll see. Uh, we got to get to these cool bet lines as well. Uh, just finished up the lock shop with Dusty and the fellas before we went on to uh, on to WST. And I think our exclusives are uh, up. But let's get to the CFL tonight, first and foremost, um, because we got a doubleheader tonight. Starting it off, Saskatchewan is in Ottawa to take on the Red Blacks. Riders minus one and a half point favorites. Uh, and then the game, I'm really looking forward to this one. BC and Edmonton. Edmonton opened as seven and a half point underdogs. It went to six and a half. It is now six. So uh, there has been quite a little bit of line movement. And listen, this makes sense. Straightforward has been, um, I mean, he's changed this team entirely. Now, Elks do not have a point against BC in two games, eight quarters so far this year. Um, I think we'll have to get a good one tonight, though. Uh, Alouettes and Stamps tomorrow afternoon in three. Stampeders one-point home underdogs. And the Hamilton Tiger Cats laying, uh, sorry, the Argos laying down nine and a half, nine and a half point favorites at home against Hamilton tomorrow in the Canadian Football League. And I do believe we've got our CFL partner parlay up there. 
yes, and that is, oh, no, I think it might be off the board now. Nope, there it is, plus 555. Riders to win, Stampeders to win, and we're getting plus 7.5 on the Elks. That's in the Cool Bet exclusives at plus 555. And uh, you know what? Let's bring in Connor and Remus. We'll talk a little bit about these NFL games on the weekend, including one. Connor, you, we just got him on board. Sorry, guys. Ditching Fan Fest. Already got something going on. But uh, pretty cool trip you got going up. The Loser Leaves Town match we just talked to Lee Haxa Hamilton about. The Vikings and the Chargers. This is a this is a big one, and the stakes are high. This is a big one, and I'm heading out tomorrow morning, going to this game, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of points. Uh, I don't know if you went over the over under. What is? What I is think it it's at? 54 and a half right now. Let's yeah. just see. And actually, to be oh. honest, this line's sort of been all over the place uh, earlier today. Okay, so and just so you know, I actually took the Chargers plus one and a half. The money line is minus 111, but if you take it to one and a half, it's only minus 114. So essentially, you're getting a free point and a half. I said to Dusty on the lock shop, the perfect scenario for this game after I bet the Chargers was that for them to find some new way to lose by one. And the plus one and a half would cover. Bikes can get their win. Um, it should be good. Hey, you know what? Just before we get into the rest of this, how have you been enjoying uh, first few days of uh, of camp? Oh, it's been great. I mean, uh, this is my first year covering the Jets. I covered the Moose last year, and that was it was just kind of me and Dave Manuk of Illegal Curve. And there's a lot more people around, a lot more cameras around. Uh, the scrums are a bit tighter, but it's it's been a ton of fun. And I'm I'm mad that I'm missing Fan Fest tomorrow, but. I gotta go see all these points and watch the Chargers lose by one. <laughs> hey, right? you do. You know what? That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a heck of a fun trip. And uh, yeah. listen, we're. Uh, I mean, everything is just getting going right now. I oh, mean, yeah. this has been a wild week. Hearing from Shife, hearing from Hellebuck yesterday. Yeah. That was a memorable. I mean, very memorable media My scrum. First scrum and first some great NHL audio scrum. There he and goes. Thirty people, <laughs> cameras everywhere. Yeah. Um, let's get to a few of these other NFL games uh, so far. We get the Ravens laying eight at home against the Colts. I Full disclosure, I bought that up to eight and a half, and I do like Gardner Minshew. You got a little Minshew mania love for uh, for Gardner, Reem? Yeah, I mean, it was so great when he was on, what, the Eagles before and Jacksonville. The Jags I, was when he really, like, was, launched the stash. Oh, yeah. That was it. But Helped I, him get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> man, the, the Colts are they're in a rough shape. So I don't know if I'm, like, as intrigued with Minshew. But, you know, he always, I mean, has made his living, like, surprising you. No one thought he was going to do anything uh, with the Jags. So, well, is is Gardner Minshew the best backup quarterback in the NFL? He might, he might be. Well, we might find that out on Sunday. Colts plus eight and a half. Let's go. Uh, and then there's the Titans and Cleveland Browns. And we were just talking to Hacksaw. I mean, the Nick Chubb injury oh, is horrible. Disgusting. Um, you know what else was horrible? Deshaun Watson yeah. on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah, that was hard to watch. Uh, Deshaun Watson playing football. Uh, but if he's going to do it against anyone, it's Tennessee. Their secondary is garbage, and they they can stop the run. Their front seven is good, but on the back end, they can be exposed. And I don't know if I trust Deshaun Watson to to get it done, but th- this has to be the game for him. Well, there's no doubt of that. And speaking of that, it has to be the game. Uh, we're going to find out about Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. And again, good thing for them. It's a Monday nighter. They got an extra day. Lee just mentioned he hasn't practiced the last couple of days. Tweaked that cap that kept them up most of the preseason. 
And they've got the Rams, who, to be honest, have been pretty impressive. I couldn't believe they won that first week in Seattle on the road. And again, I'm never going to get over McVay deciding to kick a field goal (laughs) just to cover the spread in the final play of the game that has no relation. But the Rams, even without Cooper Cup and now Cam Akers has been traded, um, I think better than a lot of people expected them to be this season. I mean, it's the story of Puka Nakua. Is he what he's got? Fantasy God. Yeah. Yeah. Puka Nakua, the rookie that is like top three in the NFL in receiving yards, just came out of nowhere. And they played the Niners. I wa- well, I'm a Niners fan. I watched that game in week two. They played them pretty close. Like, they obviously padded the stats a little bit with that field goal late. But, I mean, the Giants and uh, the Steelers haven't played the Niners that close. The Niners blew them out, and the Rams gave them a good go. So, I, I think that'll be a really good game. And like you said, Joe Burrow, they started 0-2 last year and went deep into the playoffs still, but we got to get it going here. And especially with the calf injury, that'll be interesting to watch. Hey, uh, you know, just look on cool bet right now and they have Sunday specials. So you can bet who will have the most rushing yards this week. Who will have the most passing yards this week. The two of the top three quarterbacks in this possibility are guys that you're going to see. Oh yeah. Cousins is four to one. My guy, Mahomes is plus five fifty against the bears. And then Justin Herbert is Eight to one. I got to tell you, I think that there's a lot of value on yeah. Justin Herbert. I mean, the fact that he's twice, he'll get you twice what Cousins gets. Uh, and both these teams are going to be throwing all afternoon. Oh, long. yeah. I also like Mahomes at 550 there. I mean, the Bears secondary is oh. one of the worst in the league, too. Got to get those young receivers some reps, <laughs> exactly. some confidence. It's a get right game for them, too. I know they beat Jacksonville, but only 17 points. Um, Travis Kelsey had the touchdown, obviously, but not a huge game from him. I could totally see Mahomes going for 350 yards and four touchdowns against the Bears because their secondary is no good. But the the, the Cousins-Herbert thing is going to be fun to watch because I think it's just going to be passing back and forth the entire game. Sounds good to me. Ooh, I don't mind Bijan Robinson at 9-1 to one for most rushing yards this week. Atlanta in Detroit, um, and he's such a big, big part of their uh, – of their uh, their operation. So listen, you got all the games there. Sunday home and road team totals if you want to go for it. And here are the exclusives from the lock shop. Uh, we have our partner parlay. The Lions, we bought to minus two and a half. We've got the Jags team total over 26 and a half. So Jacksonville to score 27 against Houston. And the Colts plus 575. Or sorry, the Colts plus eight and a half, and that's at a plus five seventy five. So we're gonna get in on that right away uh, before it changes at all. And as I said, I do have the ride with Haas. It's plus six fifty. Colts plus eight and a half. Titans plus three and a half, and the Packers minus one and a half. That one is plus six fifty. Love the Packers this week. That was actually one of the plays that Dusty and I were both on. Uh, Connor, are you ready for your first marble race as part of the WST team? I mean, I came first out of us three last, you last did. week. So you did. Yeah. We're going to have to do that ready. again. This Let's is you were born ready to go. Um, Remo, do we want to uh, wrap up registration sure. and get the, uh, get the tracks ready? One thing we didn't touch on uh, Bridget and Chet Bardo. She says, is this sports news? Odell Beckham Jr. dating Kim Kardashian. I didn't hear that one, but everyone's talking about <laughs> Okay. okay, everyone's talking about Travis Kelsey yeah, and Taylor, Taylor Swift. Yeah. So I'm watching the game last week. Travis Kelsey gets a touchdown. I think it was Ian Eagle goes, and Travis Kelsey finds a blank space in the end zone. Blank space being a Taylor Swift song. I see what you did there, Ian Eagle. I, I think it was Ian Eagle. 
I can't remember who specifically, but I heard that and just like burst out laughing. And I was even impressed that I knew uh, that was a Taylor Swift song. I may have had to Google to confirm, but I, I got the reference <laughs> right away. Well, I can't wait till he gets blown up by some DB and gets up and goes, you're going to have to shake it off, Travis Kelsey. I mean, <laughs> the entire, all Chiefs games, Chiefs games are just going to be announcers kind of sliding in these T Swift references and uh, Hey, whatever. She's the, she's the biggest star on the planet right now. So um, maybe I, I do wonder whether Swifties are becoming, if you, if they have no affiliation, are they down with the chiefs or like many super crazy fanatics? And I know Taylor's got plenty of those. Do they resent Travis Kelsey? They have it. And listen, I don't even know whether they're like, I think they hooked up a couple times. <laughs> It doesn't seem like this is, uh, listen, and Kelsey, I mean, hey, he's my guy, but he doesn't mind the attention. I think he might be milking a little bit, <laughs> um, but, and I was somewhat concerned that apparently this news breaks and he misses his first game in 10 years, <laughs> yeah, the opening game go. of the season. Yeah. So, like, I like Taylor. I'm a big fan. As far, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan. I am a fan, certainly not a hater. However... You're saying all if the right our, things. If here. our You're Pro Bowl all- tight end all of a sudden isn't focused on the game and the real task at hand, and that's getting another Super Bowl ring, me and T Swift are going to have some beef. You're saying all the right things here. It's almost like we're on a live show. You're keeping it, <laughs> keeping it proper. <laughs> um, hey, just one more thing on Coolbet, by the way. If you haven't played there before and you want to get in on some of our Lock Shop exclusives, just bet the games. Great intro deal. If you're making your first deposit, use the promo code WST. Hook you up with a two uh, 100% bonus up to 200 bucks. So whatever your bonus is up to 200, they will match that. And uh, good luck this weekend in the lock shop. All right, we're gonna get the marbles ready to go. The track. Let's this is this is. I mean, again, I was a little iffy, but the fact that we managed to power through the hacksaw interview with the audio issues, and we were trying to figure out where the heck it was coming from. I see no reason why we won't be able to have a bang up marble race um you're gonna need to put the three of us in ream okay wait let me load up the marbles okay let me load up the program here and yeah the hacks uh probably could have tested that scenario (laughs) i thought i was gonna remember what we did in nashville obviously uh obviously didn't but that's fine we'll know for next time look this is our what how many live in-person shows have we done we did little brown jug yeah um we did like the week in nashville is that it? The, you did the one with um, Jen Jones at Princess Auto. I wasn't there for that one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that yeah with uh, the Carruthers team and the Jones yeah. team, and that was uh, that was Alex or Jeremy that was uh, opping the oh, show. Oh, they were that doing day. it. Okay. Well, if it wasn't you, it was was one of them. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I'm trying to remember uh, if there's any others, but. Um, I, w- I wasn't at those ones, but I could probably tell you guys this is the coldest live show you've done. Oh, dude. <laughs> I was waiting out there getting warm. My and I texted feet. Remus, text me when to come in because it is a freezer. In here. I, and I, whatever. I just, I need to stand up for a little bit and get these, get some get the blood flow. Well, I mean, my feet being on this floor and there is a, um, like a, there is some sort of a layer, uh, you know, obviously on top of the ice, but it's freezing obviously because there's ice underneath here. So. 
Uh, anyways, we are uh, we're powering through it. How many uh, how many folks do we have here in the? We got uh, a lot. Oh yeah, we did it at the home opener for the last year. At the, yes, at, home opener at the arena. And I do want to give a shout out. A lot of people in chat mentioning. You know, Sarah came in and freezing, and I'm freezing too. I'm in the WST hoodie. Normally a very warm hoodie. Yeah, but it's just <laughs> it's a, met its match today. Corey came in here with a t-shirt, a oh. polo. Like what was? Well, like a Superman coming in here with that. That was wild. <laughs> I I have to admit that it was uh that was impressive. Like Borderline bring, nuts to be perfectly. I should have brought a heater. I think I got one. I'll bring it tomorrow. Good call. Although there's gonna be a lot more people in here. Yeah. I think it'll yeah. probably be, be warmer. Be no, we tomorrow. gotta we gotta take uh, Orleski tips on staying warm. We gotta get oh. some of those hot shots. I got a Costco box of those I bought for the West Final a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, <laughs> perfect, perfect. Bring them, bring them tomorrow. Um, all right, Marvel's coming up. Okay. Shout out to everybody in chat. Let's see. I sort of had the cool bit up here. Uh, oh, and we've got actually a lot of, um, a lot, <laughs> a lot of what's it called? Uh, super chats today. We do got to give a bunch of shout outs. Giovanni, uh, new member, Theo Seegers had that one for Corey, Mary Jane, Theo. Rob Kane, uh, Chris, okay, T. Will gave a five dollar super chat saying all these people trying to suck up to Huss and Remo. By buying super chats, so distasteful. <laughs> okay. That's a classic T Will. And then uh, Chris Nielsen says, T Will nailed it. Total disgrace and one upmanship and did one cent more than T Will. <laughs> and then, yeah, Ben Howard, and you mentioned Turd Ferguson. And, and Sandy Stormy. Sharp, Sandy thank Sharp. you much. MC Stormy, yeah. of course, Mary Jane, one of our faves. And, uh, and yeah, Giovanni, welcome to it. And, cool. and folks, if you are new, I know there's lots of people uh, in here that maybe haven't been here before. Hit that subscribe button so you're eligible to win. Hopefully you put in exclamation mark marbles. And uh, we're going to be seeing it. I think I'm going to have the best view, um, the best view of this marble race. Oh, because yeah. normally I'm watching it through a screen. Sometimes when there's tons of marbles, it gets a little pixelated. I can't tell who's in first. That will not be the uh, will not be the case today. But uh, CTO, are we ready to yeah. add the other marbles in? Uh, I got to add them all in. I'm 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 nervous. Us never. We got the marble race. I didn't. Oh, that's so loud. Oh my god. Oh, that's the marble sound. The theme. <laughs> <laughs> we can get rid of that. There we that go. That was so loud. I haven't tested any of the tracks or anything today, any of the new ones. We could just pick one and pray. Uh, I don't know what you want to do here, Hus. Um, well, I mean, pick and pray, I guess. that's. Uh... <laughs> or do you want to go? You know what? Maybe we do our favorite because we're here on location. Slippery Slopes. Yes. Haven't... Slippery Slopes, always great. <laughs> haven't done it in a while. Uh, I think that's a better strategy, a special. We could pick it out occasionally, Slippery Slopes, right? Uh, absolutely. Slippery slopes is is a, a elite track, and we'll have some more, um, whatever uh, user made user made ones. Yeah. Um, coming up. So we're gonna add everybody into the list. Uh, we're gonna give Sarah a marble today. I guess we'll give Ken a marble, and we should give Hacksaw, and then the three of us. Um, 
maybe we give Colby Barlow one for uh, signing his first contract yesterday. And then being under the weather today, yeah. quote unquote. You think that's a, <laughs> get well, you think there's some kind of uh, relationship correlation. between his contract? Is there a correlation there? Or Let's face it, the first be. thing we all joked, ooh, in the club last night, celebrating the new contract. I highly doubt it. Um, that was me, maybe? <laughs> but... Uh, Actually, uh, a lot of questions about Colby Barlow getting a 1.2 million AAV. You know, normally what uh, entry level is like 950 max. So the base salary was 855k, and that 1.2 includes performance bonuses and signing bonuses. And we did see, um, you know, the performance bonuses came into play for Cole Perfetti this past year. Kevin Shoveldoff mentioned yeah. that at a at a press conference. So they did include yeah. the bonuses in that AAV, but the base salary was 855. All right, I got the list out, Huss. Okay, perfect. So we're we adding in Sarah. I think Sarah's asked us for a hoodie. We might have to just give yeah. her give her one. Uh, well, I know, but I'd, it would be nice if she actually earned it. Oh, she's going in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sarah O, Ken, Ken. Hacksaw. Hacksaw. You want Colby Barlow? Maybe you could deliver one. Yeah, absolutely. Tomorrow, Colby tomorrow. Barlow. Yeah. Uh, and then Hustler, Remus, and Connor. Okay. The Done. Done. And shout out to Connor. Did his duty and brought me uh, lunch. Nicely today. done. Hey, really nice, Nicely Connor. done. Classic internship duty. Hey, Bring listen, lunch. killing yeah, it, helping us set <laughs> up. Yeah, and now, to. hanging out on the chair and killing it, by the way. Oh, An absolute natural. Yeah. Thank Look you. at this. Three generations of WSTers together <laughs> on, the, on, the, uh, on the show today. Um, <laughs> Mitch, a marble oh, for Ehlers' what about, stiff neck. What about Corey? We got to give one for Corey for stuffing it, for uh, toughing it yes, out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short, short, short sleeve Corey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he did that. Didn't even complain at all. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm like rubbing myself, doing anything. Oh, like, going my arms, rubbing my, my legs, legs. <laughs> trying to like lift my feet off of it. It's crazy in here. And someone in chat said, "Why didn't you guys just not do it a rink? This is where." They told us yeah. to do. Yeah. What did you do? Well, yeah, you think we just have the run of the place? Yeah. Fan Fest decided, <laughs> actually, no, no, we're going to do it over here. <laughs> Some of the questions that, okay, don't get me going. I'm going to turn to Remo and start ranting. Um, sometimes you just best to ignore it. Um, There's lots of room to throw a hat here. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yes, lots exactly. Of throw throw something. pretty far. <laughs> uh, do we have Tristan Rivers? I hope so. I got to make sure that I do. I copied every say. So we had the old. This is the first time using the new laptop, yes. right? So the old the laptop. The non-melted laptop. So the old <laughs> laptop, even though that the screen was cracked and it did, it still worked. And I just was able to copy everything off there onto here. And, oh, I have the original. Mar- I got the original marble theme. Perfect. Here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Tristan Rivers. Oh. Who just won again? I think he is he's, he a three-time winner. And he's won a lot. And I it's the karma of making all these songs. Somehow he just has a natural knack for winning marble races. Candace is like, oh, he's already got so much stuff. He doesn't need <laughs> anymore. I think Tristan sent a picture before. He's got um like the mug. He's got multiple hats, hoodies, t-shirts. Like he didn't even contact us that he won last time. Yeah. <laughs> He's got it all, but Tristan. Well, died. we had to take care of him anyways, just because of all the work that he and Candace did to uh, make all these amazing songs. But all right, I know we've been BSing here for a little bit. We're just about ready to go. It's not Marble Race time until Tristan Rivers music graces us with the intro song. Remus, let's go. Marble race, no marble race 
Ooh. Yeah, I, f- I was a big F. I failed that one. I think I had noise suppression oh. on. Because <laughs> it was so loud. They want it again. They wanted it. Did we do it again? You got, li- guys, listen, if it was that, if we had the issue with it, I don't think we want to just keep on playing the theme song over and over again until... I, I think we just take the L on the intro and just yeah. hope that the damn Marvel race comes <laughs> no. off okay. Let's Before it. things start freezing in yeah. here, yeah. let's yeah. just yeah. No kidding. Oh. Yeah, look, we know the laptop won't be melting today. I can it assure you of that. Okay, this laptop I bought has, has super cooling. It got advanced cooling technology. <laughs> it's not, that, that's that's all we ask that for. That is the thing. I don't care what it okay, does. Advanced, and I got <laughs> accidental damage protection. <laughs> we got it. We're good. We're good. WST laptop, take two. So, yeah, I, uh, I had noise. I, you know, there was all these fans going, so I put on noise suppression, so it tried to suppress all the music. That's <laughs> So I'll edit it. Look, any of the uh, mistakes that happen, I change it in the podcast. But let me uh, pull up this marbles game here. And we want to do, what was that race? Oh, yeah, Slippery Slopes. Yeah, Slippery Slopes. And I got to do custom names. Okay, let's see if I remember how to do this. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Pulling it up here. This is uh, the beauty of doing it live. Two men, two thirty-seven names, right is on that a record. We've had a lot of people here uh, in the getting close. Today. Well, and it's a huge show today. Thanks to everyone for popping by. I know there's a lot of excitement about the start of the season. Of course, Fan Fest tomorrow, um, but great to see everybody in with us. Uh, all right, gang, you know how this works. Yeah, it's Friday marbles to end up to end our week on Winnipeg Sports Talk. Been a great week. Thanks to the gang that joined us, and again. If you're with us on YouTube right now watching this live, you be subscribed to the channel, but also turn your notifications on uh, because we'll let you know. In all likelihood, we'll probably do some live stuff tomorrow. Um, not exact, probably after a legal curve, but anyways, we'll, uh, you'll, get the, you'll get the notification. You can jump on and join us. And don't forget, I see guys right beside us here in the, uh, in the Flynn rink, uh, 9 to 11, Drew... Dave, Ezzy, will uh, be getting after it. And bring your hand warmers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, we're doing. Are you going to be standing for this, or are you going to be sitting? I can sit down. I can do however. Or, or do you want to sit down? However, you need. is it better if I sit down? Yeah. Well, then I can just put you in the corner of this one. Let me mute this. Bam. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. There you are. Well, we probably want to, don't want you to be for Just people. go full screen. You don't need to have me on. We'll give the. You don't uh, want to be on, Kate. Okay. No, we'll it get, doesn't we'll, matter. We'll get you off there. All it's right. All about the people. All about the marbles. Two hundred and thirty-seven of you, everybody. Here we go. Slippery slopes. One of our all-time faves. All right. This is actually much better to do the uh, the call. Vinny, with the big start. Daryl Granko. Eric. Eric always seems to be in the mix. I see Hockey Mom in there, Frosty Winnipeg, T. Conapoli, and Isha Boy Bruce, two WST legends, 9 and 10 right now, in the mix, into the slippery slope. All right. So Frosty Frosty should be good in the slippery slopes. This is right up his, uh, his, uh, in his wheelhouse, and uh, B. Henderson looking very good as well. All right, the very slippery funnel. Who is going to get down? Oh, Terminator. Holy whoa, whoa, whoa. smokes. <laughs> Everyone was going so fast, they're getting thrown out. This is an absolute graveyard. The slippery slopes. Drew, music right now. 
is in first place. I don't remember that many casualties. That was crazy. I, I, I just went out. I saw that I'm done. Uh, Ticona Polly, I think, is still in the mix here. Let's see who's getting down this one. Okay, Drew Music, Michael Pruden, XX Revolution. Gordo, I see in there. Miss Gratton. But Drew Music right now, the marble to beat. Lauren Gratton, Craig Smith. Look at Craig get in there. Uh, but Michael Pruden, Drew Music. Okay, here we go. This is this is what makes the slippery slopes one of our all-time favorites. Who will negotiate the skis? Hockey Mom and Laura Gratton bouncing into each other. Oh, we've got a full-fledged traffic jam on these skis <laughs> and marbles. I don't think anyone. There's been a few people getting off of it. A lot of casualties. But there, this huh? is wild. This is definitely the craziest slippery slopes race that we've ever done. We've done a few of them. Who is going to make it? Oh, Sarah Orleski. Sorry, Sarah. Over the top rope. Who is going to survive? I see Ken Weave is right in the mix here. Ken was just there. Okay, so Michael Pruden. Okay, this group got out there first. Misspell XX Revs in there. Rob Somerville. Greg Friesen right now in the lead. Ahead of Rob Somerville and Lego Guy. We are coming down to the final split. Slopes going down, and who will get into the bin first? What a race this has been. Greg Friesen's going to have the first crack at it. Can he get it? Yes, he does. Greg, the winner. Lego guy, MB Flyer, Craig Smith, Daryl Grinko, our top five, rest of the top ten, Dan Jets fan, Johnny Bender, misspell, Rob Somerville and Joey Pankew. Panks. Nicely done. Uh, that was uh, that was an av I can't believe how many uh, how many marbles went over the top rope there. That was crazy. The craziest part you couldn't see it, but there's this fly. Do you see that fly? It was around my face the whole time, and I'm like trying to drive the camera, and this fly is like on the screen hitting me in the face. But I stayed strong. Great view. Uh, I thought Greg, I wasn't sure if Greg was going to make that jump, but he nailed it uh, first try. Nicely done, not, Greg. Not a guarantee that you make it at the end there on Silvery nope. Slope. Greg, well done. Fire us an email at winnipegsportstalk at gmail.com. Let us know your size, and we'll uh, set it up so you can pop by and pick it up. I see Lishka giving Joey Pank some love. Steinbach representing in the top ten. Misspell, first top ten finish. Johnny Bender as well. You guys are making uh, making it happen. Yeah, Derek Schmidt, it was a bit of a bloodbath. And Craig Smith, yeah, top fourth overall. Heck of a run. Heck of a yeah. run. And, yes, we did lose a lot of good marbles today. Um, okay, let's see. Okay. I want to know who Two, won between 237 marbles, Hus, 127 finish. So, like, 110 wow. casualties. How about that for quick math? Okay, let's see amongst uh, uh, us. Oh, who won? Yeah. Did any of you guys go through? I know I went over the top rope. Uh, let's see. Keeping scrolling down. I haven't seen. We know Sarah went over the top, right? And yep. Ken? Spency. Our guy Spency, 73rd. Oh, Greg's what in chat. Beauty. He says, wow, finally I win. What's up, Greg? Nicely done, Greg. 
uh, Tyson. Menzi says, I was on first for a brief moment. That's, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like you know, you're in the first quarter of the early games and you're first in DraftKings. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. this could oh, be it. I'm 115. There I am. 115. Ah. Okay. And then we haven't seen Connor yet, and I know I'm out. Yeah. I'm we probably too, both then. went over the yeah. top rope. Yeah, I there's so many names here, and I'm freezing. It's so hard to look. <laughs> I know, I know. I am looking quite forward to finishing up today's program and uh, and warming up. To be perfectly honest with you, um, great stuff today, Greg. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, Connor's out. And Cor to everyone. Corey's out. Corey's out. Corey, the short sleeve Corey. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Colby Barlow too. Hacksaw. Oh, there you go. It was a uh, it was a tough one. Greg Friesen managed to persevere. Um, good stuff. So you're heading out tomorrow, so we won't see you tomorrow. We will, of course, see you next week. What's your call on this Vikings-Chargers game that you're going to? <sighs> I think Other than tons of points uh, and yeah. take the over. Tons of points, take the over. Start everybody in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I think the Chargers got to win at some point. I don't know. Losing to Tennessee last week was rough, but I think the Vikings are a not-good football team outside of Cousins and Jefferson, so... I think, yeah, tons of points. going to be the over, and I, I like the Chargers. Don't sleep on TJ Hawkinson. Ricky oh. Jordan Addison as KJ well. KJ Osborne. <laughs> um, and then I guess we'll see. Uh, they haven't been able to run the football at all. Right. We know that. And Cam Akers, I doubt he'll do anything this week, but uh, he'll mix in. He gets to hang out with, get reunited with Kevin O'Connell, so maybe that'll be good from a, uh, from a fantasy uh, perspective. Um, thanks to everyone who's with us. Heck of a fun show today. Um, and again, welcome all the new WS tiers. Thank you so much for being with us. Hit the subscribe button. And uh, we'll see you next week, 1 p.m., Monday through Friday. And uh, turn those notifications on tomorrow uh, because we'll uh, be cranking out some content. Maybe going live, actually, right around after the IC guys heading into the launch of the new jerseys, or maybe we'll wait at it. As I said, it's TBD, but we will be here. And if you're around at FanFest tomorrow, make sure to pop by our booth and say hi. We'd love to see you there. Um, Remo, good stuff today. Managed to get through it. I mean, it wasn't a completely smooth. Uh... <laughs> the part with, with Ken, Sarah, Corey, that was fine. Easy peasy. Got a little dicey with hats. I could have tested that earlier. Could have. Could have. <laughs> Probably could have found time. I didn't think of that. We did it in Nashville on the calls and work, so I don't remember. I didn't. I thought I'd remember what we did. I guess it had been a while. Just You're just trying to make an example for Connor yeah, showing. It's always right. important to test these things beforehand because <laughs> yeah. you never know what's going to happen. I right. think, look, this is tr trying to be a real show here, I guess. There's going to be mistakes. There's going to be issues. Part of the charm makes makes it feel it's like... The it's authenticity. Yeah. It's there the authenticity. Makes it feel yeah. human. <laughs> like when we talk about... Way to spin it. Way to spin it. When, <laughs> we, were, when we were late because I spilled my taco all over the floor... <laughs> That's that just makes it. Uh, you feel like you're a great show. I don't know. What what, what a week it's been. The Taco Gate. Okay. Actually, I cleaned up this. the spell. I googled. This is what I did in a mixture. Listen to this. Uh, cup of vinegar, two okay. cups water, okay. uh, dish soap. Mix it together. Sponge on the taco stain. Dab dab dab. Get a little cloth. You know, wipe it up. Leave it there. All gone. No more taco meat stain. 
I can't believe you didn't uh, make a video of that. I should have. And, uh, I should, that's yeah. content gold. I could have made a TikTok. 50,000 views for sure. I Easily. Want, I, well, the one I was going to do is the time I got blood on my uh, Team Canada Joe Sackick jersey. Is that your OxyClean? Oh. OxyClean. Got it right out. Incredible. No, I knew he was going to go. He's been talking about OxyClean for... <laughs> yeah. Well over five years <laughs> because of that one incident hey. with the Joe Sacking jersey. No, I've I've I got a ch- coffee stain on my Ichiro jersey. OxyClean done. So if you got a white jersey for the Jets uh, coming up, o- OxyClean. There you go. Gets all the stains out. Bet you didn't expect you were going to get some cleaning tips at the end of WST today, folks. Guess I just what? had, I just had to, Yeah, you want to go home, but I got to always extend the show on Friday. <laughs> got to get my last word in. Uh, wow, nine. We're 10 away from 9,900. Folks, tell a friend. Let's get to that uh, elusive 10K number by the 11th of October. Um, Connor, have a great weekend. We'll see you you next week. Great stuff as always. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Folks, if you're coming by FanFest, come and say hi. Hopefully we'll see you then. Check out our content on the weekend from FanFest as well. And no matter what, be guaranteed that we'll see you Monday afternoon, 1 p.m. to kick off another week of Winnipeg Sports Talk. Thanks for being with us. Oh, my God. Oh! Shut it down. Let's go home. Thanks for tuning in to Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast feed at winnipegsportstalk.com.